And then all the girls are checking their hair. That's cool. I don't, have any, I don't have any hair to check, so it doesn't matter to me. Well, a little bit. A little bit. Thank, thank you. It's already positive. <laughs> Mara's a very negative person, if you've ever seen the show. <laughs> she has pink hair and... Robbie, Robbie hit the I want to make sure he's okay. Is everything 4K? Or, you know, no, I, I'm your shit. My shit? The nicest man this side of the Mississippi, me. I can't believe you said it. I feel like Mars, like, I, I got some shit to air. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just fucking with you. Don't yell at me. Tell me what's wrong with you. Is it mostly the baldness? Like it, like the mix it's created by me and Robbie. Robbie's the guy behind the camera. The one that keeps getting fatter. Justin, I'm trying to help him through negative reinforcement. Get skinny. Welcome, lovers and friends. It's me, your boy, Miss Everyday Buddy, and I am joined today by my co-host, my and my other co-host, Marissa. And we are joined by motivational speaker, domestic violence advocate, professional fighter, and mom, Jamie Miller. How you doing, Jamie? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm just seeing your tooth gems. Oh, yeah. They're so cute. It's funny because I've had them forever, and people are only, like, just now. Yeah, you're like, (laughs) where do you go to get them done? That's how I feel about pink hair. Um, Actually, my my friend does, like, teeth whitening in Maniunk, and she does, like, little tooth gems. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good friends, huh? She was on the show. show (laughs) (laughs) This girl I've been, I knew for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Illuminate specialist. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she was on. Totally slipped my mind, yes. Yeah, she was on. She whitened our teeth. It's been a while, actually. I asked her to, to do it again, and then I forgot about it after that. So, yeah. anyway, Steph, what's up? So, <laughs> hey, you, have a lot of, you have a lot of different titles. I told you I was terrible with names. But yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> How did you get into MMA? Oh, geez. Um, I, well, I, for starters, I, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, competitive gymnast and um, sports all through school. And then... Um, at the end of high school, I didn't really have a direction um, and just kind of happened to go to my friend's kickboxing class and just fell in love right away. I was like, wow, I'm going to do this and see how far I can take it. And at the time, I mean, this was back in 2005, 2006, so a while. I'll be 38 in November, so. You're going to be 38? If you're Eight fucking no listening, yeah. stop going to the YouTube I channel right now. I literally lick her face and not touch one wrinkle. Congratulations. That's crazy. How'd you do that? Oh, what, you. What's going on with that? I'm thank curious. You. How do you keep your face so perfect? I mean, mine's oh, great. Well, Everyone else's you. is great here, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm astonished at like, how young you feel. I was going to say 23. I literally was going to say 23. I was like, she's Really? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Her story's too it's younger and younger. Yeah, too, I was gonna say. too you know, I mature get, for twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. By the way, yeah. I I'm excited by a lot of people I have on the show. When I found your Instagram page, I was like, I was like, she seems way too perfect to not talk to. I was like, everything I watched, and I watched that clip, and I said, I have to have her on. And I messaged <laughs> you same day. I was like, you're the most interesting person I've seen on the internet. Aww, so that's, and that's Thank you. like I was very excited. And the way you responded, I was like, oh, we're definitely going to yeah. have her. And then. It's a weird transition to go from gymnast to MMA fighter. Oh yeah, totally. I I mean, I've always had an appreciation for really all sports, but didn't really have like a real interest in martial arts. Um, I think at one point I was like really into boxing, but it was just like a way for me to like try to get close to my dad (laughs) um, when I was younger. But, um, but yeah, I just kind of like went out of moral support, but then just kind of, yeah, I like, I was like, damn, I love this. I just, Wanted to see how far I could take it. At the time, like, women 
weren't really on the MMA scene yeah. as mm-hmm. much. It was more of like, you know, Muay Thai and, I mean, really wherever we could fit in, we were in. Mm-hmm. So I started off uh, competing. I was boxing and then did some Muay Thai, did a little bit of kickboxing as well, and then transitioned to MMA later once it was easier to get fights. So. Wait, so how old were you when you started fighting? Um, I fought, I think, like... I don't know, maybe six months after I started training that first day, I went to my friend's class. So I guess I was 19, maybe 20. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Was the first time yeah. you punched somebody inside of a gym or was it on the street? Like, did, oh, were yeah, you like- I was never like, I was very shy, quiet person. I've never been in a street fight before. and um, But I've always had like that hunger and determination and I always wanted to be better than the boys, like at literally everything <laughs> So it was, but my mom was like, she would never let me wrestle. She never let me play football, which were like the things I really wanted to do. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just stayed busy in like whatever sport that I could. Yeah. So do you remember your first fight? Um, which like in general, like, yeah, but, just in general. Like- yeah. So it was <laughs> my first fight was a, it was like a non-sanctioned, uh, boxing tournament in South Carolina. Bar fight. <laughs> well yeah i'm like you've never been in a street fight and then wait are we classifying bar fights as different Uh, i don't know i might as well because i'm like if i've gotten in fights not in a ring you had to have gotten in fights not in a ring if you're no no, never mm -mm. have you well um yeah okay but Okay, I was, I was like not afraid. on my own. Like I was yeah, the no, one no, who no. like started it, but mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna have somebody like throw and piss at me and not punch yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, know? same. Yeah. It was not but ever started. I feel but. like most people are surprised at that, but like in a way, I feel like when you are the one, like it's a respect thing. Once mm-hmm. you like step in an octagon or something like that, or you're like totally. training MMA, yeah. like there is a lot of respect behind, like jujitsu, all mm-hmm. the things. I feel like there's so much respect behind what you do that mm-hmm. you like don't take it to the streets. No. And, and honestly, if somebody tried picking a fight with me now, I mean, obviously, if they put their hands on me, it would be a completely right. different story. But right. I, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to poke her. Then yeah. I was like, yeah, she might actually hurt me. I don't want to poke the bear. Um, so, but yeah, I would just, you know, for someone to try to pick a fight with me, especially like at a bar or something, it's just like, it's so stupid. I'm like, let me right. just walk away. So right, right, right. Like Older now, we can happen. say that. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Do you remember your first pro fight? Was there a huge difference between, obviously you're just sparring mm-hmm. and then you go to a real professional fight. Do you remember, yeah. like, were you nervous before? Were you excited? I was, was excited. The- my, my first pro fight. Yeah. 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 I was excited because it was hard for me to get fights. Um, I don't know if it's because, there was like word of mouth and people would hear about like what gyms I was training at and, um, you know, my skill level and things like that. And nobody would ever really agree. So finally, when this one girl did who happened to be like one of my old training partners, um, I was excited. Like it was kind of weird because we knew each other so well, right. but it was like, screw it, like whatever. It was uh, um, my first pro fight. Yeah, I was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So mm-hmm. um, but it was cool. I won. I uh, caught her with a rear naked choke. To finish, hey, yeah, it was good. Love it. <laughs> That's so kind of like awkward. Like, yeah, it was. But were you like surprised <laughs> when she's like, when they were like, oh, okay, we got you someone, and then they tell you, and you're like, yeah. huh? I mean, not really. I was just more excited <laughs> to okay, do it because okay. at that point, it's just to us, we see it as a sport, right? And we don't right. really, we're not really angry toward each other. Like, it's not personal. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. it ha- I mean, it happens even in like the UFC, like at the big leagues, where they mm-hmm. you. 
you know, you've trained in so many different gyms, like, throughout your career, yeah. I'm sure, too, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, then you're going to take it. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. So, and especially at that time, because you're just so hung- hungry and yeah, eager you're to like, fight. Put and, me in, put me in. Yeah. 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 So. You do something. So, how long ago was your first pro fight? I went pro in 2013. So, do you do something different? So, before your first fight, you probably have a ritual between. Mm-hmm. Then and now, has it changed? Like, did it used to be anger and now it's just more meditation or is there a Um, change? I was never really angry, but I think the difference for me was, I think how I prepare myself mentally now. Like, I used to like to have a lot of people around me and a lot of people like kind of hyping me up and kind of a lot of noise, I guess, just to drown out my own like madness going on in my head. But um, I've worked with some like mindset coaches in the past um, that helped me a lot on how to... Um, better prepare myself mentally and to, like really kind of like get in the zone and um, just focus on the fight and not really what's going on around me. So you're yeah, like out of mm-hmm. performing and into like just doing what you do mm-hmm. right. yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 How do you mentally, like, what do you do for your mental game besides fighting? Um, It's funny because a, a lot of people I find, well, at least for me, I can't really speak for other people, but for me, I, that was something I neglected a lot, which I didn't realize I did. Um, because, you know, the fight game is so a high percent of it is mental and a lot of people forget that. And so, um, there's a lot of things that I learned working with, um, my mindset coach, but a lot of it is just really being accountable for like your training sessions and being more aware of like how you're performing in the gym and on the mats and like what you're doing wrong. How can I address this? And like how I you know, change it or do something differently next time. But it's really about just positive reinforcement with yourself and um, just sort of being more in tune with your self-conscious and not necessarily, like, you find, once you're in tune with that, how to block out, like, negative thoughts even from yourself. And so you just really kind of, like, find yourself in this, like, this zone, like, at all times, which I like because it carried over into other aspects of my life, which helped me a lot, so. So you spoke about the yeah. mental game, but the physical game has to be off, off, often equally as important. So besides rolling on the mat, what do you do to train your body to get ready to punch somebody else in the face? Oh, man. <laughs> How do There's you prepare so to put many. your fist on their face? <laughs> besides putting my fist on my training partner's faces? Yeah, yeah I mean... Besides, like, the combat training, there's a lot of, you know, obviously nutrition go- comes into play. Then you have um, a lot of, like, strength and conditioning, things like that. But it just really becomes your life for, like, however long your training camp is, which is usually, like, I don't know, eight weeks or so um, for some people. So, yeah, for me, it would be, like, six to eight weeks. And it was just I was so regimented. I've, I would have, you know, my, my three training sessions a day. And then I would often have, like, one to two strength and conditioning sessions. And it would really all just depending on, like, where my weight was at that point. So um, everything is kind of, for me, based around that because it's hard for me to cut. So Did you go somewhere else for the camp or did you stay at home and then just go? Yeah, I I stay in Philly for my camps. We have everything we need in one place, which is nice. What's, like, your nutrition like? 
Oh. <laughs> like, like, what do you eat on a day-to-day basis if you're getting ready um, for a fight? I just keep it really clean, really light. I tend to eat a pretty big breakfast. I'll eat, you know, like, I don't know, like oatmeal, avocado, um, like fruit bowls, <laughs> um, uh, maybe some turkey bacon. I just try to keep it really lean. Uh, sometimes salmon <laughs> for breakfast. What? Marissa <laughs> posts turkey bacon every fucking day oh, of yeah. her life. My girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I literally have like the same breakfast every single yeah. day, but it, it says it's a, the regiment. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it has to be like that, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, certain variations, but like pretty much my breakfast, same every day. Yeah. Like turkey that. bacon is great. I have English muffin with peanut butter and yeah. a banana almost every day. Sometimes okay. that too. Nice. Yeah. Is that you said? Ooh, is that like a cheat meal or is that a no? Okay. I, no, that's good. Like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Is this she one of that? No, that's good. That's good. Um, and then like lunch is usually you know kind of another big meal for me because then I cut my food after that. I'll have maybe after my last session of the day will be um, maybe like a scoop of peanut butter and a protein shake or like Greek yogurt if I'm like yeah. really really hungry, but. I drink two gallons a day every day during my camp. Is it is yeah. insane. Um, and it usually takes me a, like a solid month to like for my body to become used to that. So, um, but yeah, that was always hard. So I was always kind of like full for my water anyway. So like cutting my food early wasn't really a big deal. And plus I'd go to bed early. So is your normal like walking around weight similar to your fighting weight or do you have to drop oh, a bunch? I'd, I'd yeah. cut like 15 pounds. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that takes you six to eight weeks? Yes. I, I mean, I could do it in less time, but I, 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 I'd rather do it gradually and I was just a healthy keep way. your period and <laughs> yes. not cry every day exactly. and want to die. Yeah. Well, because, you know, like so a lot of it, too, will be like, you know, they're eating healthy, healthier definitely during their mm-hmm. camp, you know, but they're losing a majority of that weight like the last like three days, four days mm-hmm. before the fight, you know, like yeah. so you're saying you were really able to do it like kind of longer out where you didn't really have yeah. to cut all that much weight before. Right. So the weight that I cut like the two or three days before is all water weight. Yeah. Um, I can still eat some food, little things like maybe a piece of fish and like things just to keep myself fueled. But um, yeah, I, I, I like to be, I don't like to cut any more than four pounds the day of uh, the cut. So yeah, I, mean, I try to keep it as well. Like you think about going um, from like cutting mm-hmm. that much weight and like you're literally depleting your whole entire body mm-hmm. of like all the fucking nutrients and everything. And then yeah. you have to go step in the ring yeah, for fucking, you know, yeah. 15 minutes possibly mm-hmm. and punching people. Yeah, yeah. No, it's wild. Do you have a pre-fight meal that you like? Like you already weighed in, you're already good there. Mm-hmm. And you have a meal that you like to eat before you go punch somebody in the face. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not ever like set on one thing. I, uh-huh. I do lean toward like steak and veggies, mm. like a lean steak, like filet or something, because mm-hmm. we're usually like out, you know, I'm usually, I fought in Philly, not even a handful of times, maybe two or three times. But, um, but yeah, even with that, I, I usually gravitate toward, um, yeah, lean meat and veggies. Have you ever dated another wrestler or another MMA fighter? Uh, I have, yes. <laughs> was it before or after you roll with them? <laughs> Actually, before. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. She's, She's like, both. Um, <laughs> all just test drive. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Um, yeah. I, it was actually my ex, my, actually my ex-fiance, um, my daughter's father, which I'm sure we'll get into, but um, he was a national champion, like, wrestler, and then he was pretty big on the MMA scene for a while. He fought in, like, UFC and Bellator and, um, you know, overseas, I think, like, in Russia a few times and Abu Dhabi. But, uh, but yeah, we were – we actually just connected through just the MMA community, and we just – we 
became friends really fast, and then kind of like the rest was history. But yeah, I don't really, I'm not against dating other fighters, but it's just, I feel like it's just weird because we all know each other so well, and mm-hmm. it's like... You become family a lot in yeah, those environments, yeah. I feel like. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, you guys are training so much, so you're yeah. around each other all the time. So, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, it does kind of make sense. It does, like, and, and some people do that. Some people do yeah. end up together. I mean, we have, especially, like, on our jujitsu side of it, um, a lot of people who've, like, met, and now they're, like, married and have kids, and yeah. it's, like, a whole thing, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. But for me personally, it's not – I don't have anything against it. It's just – I don't know. I, I don't really see my my – teammates that way so say somebody there's a new guy that comes in there you think he's cute <laughs> now you don't there's there's no spark there's nothing happening beforehand mm. you get in there and you whoop his ass is he more attractive or less attractive <laughs> what do you think justin i'm curious i mean i don't know like do you want to be the dominant in a relationship would you lose respect I for somebody like that you whooped their ass no no because i mean i don't know just yeah, there's like, like so many slightly. things. There's like a little uh, slight, I'm like, like, like eh, let's just change. <laughs> 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 what? I just feel like uh, that's like such a tough question. It is like, a tough question. The likelihood of a man like losing to a woman, period, just based off of anatomy, is like not great. So then, if she's like throwing him around, it's I don't see you coming back from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> Because we want to be girly, like yeah. we like if I'm manhandling a man, like bruh, that's it. It just makes me feel weird. Yeah, I don't want that for that's, my partner. But yeah. if it's my training partner, like let's go, you better fucking do mm-hmm. better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah then yeah. that's yeah. fine. But if yeah. that's my man, yeah. I'd be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like my some guys that. take it easier <laughs> yeah. on you when you're sparring? Um, I mean, if there's a size difference, yes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they take it easy so that there's, like, ways you can still get your work in without, like... Punching you in like the face? Not trying to knock each yeah. other out. I, I feel like sometimes if I get stuck with a bigger guy or even, like, a girl out of my, my weight class, it's, like, you just kind of, like, focus on footwork or speed right, or, like, right. intensity. You're not really focusing on, the like... power behind Exactly, it. yeah. But um, usually, like, the guys my size that I go with, like, we, we work. We give each other work, and there's... What I love so much about our team is that there's, like, such a big respect for what we do with each other that it's, like, we know how hard we can go. And we go hard. Right. Um, But it's never, like, out of – we know it's not out of malicious. Like, I've had my my last sparring session, um, my nose got busted, and but he didn't pull back. It was, like, my nose got – and I didn't stop either because I'm, like, this is just, you know. Part of it. It's what's made me as tough as I am now. So, like, for me to, like, run off the mat and, like, well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, not, yeah. it, it, it'll never versus, happen. It's yeah. you versus you. It's yeah. just like the other person mm-hmm. is like a vehicle for that. Yeah. And it's your vehicle for them to be against them. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, am I better than I was before I stepped on the mat? That's right. the number one question. 100%. Yeah. Um, but it's cool, though, like with some of our relationships is like we, you know, actually my training partner that punt, like knocked my, uh, I'm sorry busted my nose like he could give me a look kind of like you're good and i like just just like a nod yeah, and right. like, yeah i'm good we're cool let's keep going yeah and then like he still keeps going just as hard so it's yeah it's, it's energy cool. yeah it's, it's like when thing. we were cavemen and we didn't have a language and like people knew like are mm-hmm. we cool right, right right or are we not cool yeah <laughs> for sure you're like, <laughs> good good yeah. all right let's, all right, keep let's going. go <laughs> you're <laughs> like i give a little dab all right right <laughs> do you think there's added pressure on you because of you being a smaller, good-looking female inside of MMA? 
Like, I can't act like this hurts as much as it does because then they're going to think I'm a little girl or no? No. No? No. She doesn't care what other people think. I don't really. Like like you said, like, I feel like you you love your team. Like, when you are Mm -hmm. on a team like that, and I guess not not every place is the same, but, like, I know where you train. I know how they are. Like, that that whole place is a family. And, like, you guys just, you have respect for, like, what it is and what Mm -hmm. you do every day and the dedication that you guys put into it. And, like, you keep it at that and keep it moving. Yeah. And And what I love so much about, like, what Coach Don has created with that energy and atmosphere, it's, like, sometimes we do get new people that come in and we welcome them. Right. But John is really good about, like, he'll say, okay, people will either, they'll, you know, adapt and become more like us, which isn't like, I don't mean to sound like a cult or anything like that. No. It's just more of like you become like us, like you become, like you want the same, like you have the same vision as we do. You want the right. same, you want to work hard. You're going to show up, not just for yourself, but your teammates and, um, and show up for, yeah, show up for the team. So he's like, you're either going to be like us or you're going to find your way out. And, and sometimes people do come in and they are disrespectful. Right. Um, and, it's happened before where John will be like, whoop his ass. And I'm like, okay. He'll <laughs> yeah, be like, I don't want him here. Whoop his ass. And I'm like, okay. That like also is like any work environment. Like that's yeah. your workplace, mm-hmm. like in the gym, you know? So like if there's somebody in my workplace at the office, who's just mm-hmm. like not cutting it for us, like we're going to yeah. get them out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. I mean, but most people, they feel the energy and they're like, I don't right. think I want them. Yeah. You know, it doesn't match. So they find their way out. That's all good. Yeah. Like you either, if you're like vibrating at a level mm-hmm. and you people are shifting up yeah. and you're yeah. you can't shift up, you just fall out. Right. Yeah. It's like the trash takes itself out. It's like yeah. getting ghosted. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mar with the fucking ghosting. Here we go. She ghosts me at least once a month. Yeah. But she just doesn't respond. She just oh. goes, I'm going dark. Yeah. And then I have to text her I have to text her message Marissa. I'm like, is Mari okay? Aww. She's going through it right now. Because <laughs> Mari is like a sister to me, but she just yeah. She just goes dark. I'm like, God, I just want to make sure she's like alive and oh, not yeah. like dead. Well, you get it. That's that's good. Yeah. Some people are like, make it about them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. what's the most embarrassing moment you've ever had on the mat? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Embarrassing it's such moment. a weird question because like if you don't get embarrassed, really, right? it's like, you just well, kind like, of like, like you, keep it pushing probably mm-hmm. from what I'm gathering. Like, at was least. there ever like a time like you like, you know, accidentally like farted in front of like the oh, guys? No, thank like, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. You I hear silly little things. Like, yeah. I don't think anything, nothing like that, no. But I mean, there was a time I got yelled at pretty bad by one of my coaches. And at first I didn't think he was serious, but he was serious. But like, oh shit. I got really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, shit. And I almost cried, but I was like, just sucked it up. And, yeah. What did, Whatever. did you agree with him being Manny? Like, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was just, I wasn't listening. I was like, totally, I was like tone deaf or something. I don't know what was going on with me that day, but. Was it something that could hurt somebody else or was it just? No, I just wasn't doing my job. I wasn't doing a good, whatever I was supposed to be doing. And uh, yeah, he yelled at me pretty, that pretty love. harsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. I like, yeah, I was like, felt the tears like welting up. But I was embarrassed because everybody was staring right. at me. Right. Like, right. Breathe through that mm-hmm. shit. You're like. Right. Was she I gonna cried. say something? I just I, I didn't talk back. I didn't say anything. I was just yeah. I was definitely embarrassed. <laughs> Have you ever had to go to the bathroom while you were fighting? Oh, 
something actually <laughs> happened. And it was actually my that first fight I, I was saying, but the the boxing match. This is kind of gross, though. Uh, we oh, we live off of gross here. He encourages <laughs> it. We well, live off of gross. Yeah, I, well, I, I started my period in the middle of the. I think it was like the first or second round. And no I, way. And I told my coach, he was like, I don't. He was like, I don't give, give a, a shit. Fuck. You can yeah. over this mat. I don't care. I was like, oh my god. I was like, okay. Did you know it was coming, or was it a surprise period? Like, no, oh. because you can it, feel it. It's yeah. like it's like a switch goes off. It's like ding, we're yeah. here, and you're like, like, no. Oh my god. If you're not prepared, it that sucks. would have been. Yeah, that could be wild. Because I mean. It, what is was it a boxing match or MMA? Yeah, okay, boxing, I was gonna yeah. say it was MMA. Like you get them in like a triangle choke or something like that. Oh, be terrible! Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like you're gonna you're gonna double lose today. Yeah. <laughs> was it noticeable outside of your shorts or like? I don't nobody think so. I had like dark shorts on. Like okay. nobody noticed and nobody was like looking at. Right, you know what I mean? Right, Nobody's right. like switch up your yeah, footwork like yeah. Get real close. And luckily the rounds were really fast. I think it was like two minute rounds or something like okay. that. So it was like yeah. But yeah. you still won. I did, yeah. Hey. And it's funny because they didn't have these uh, weight classes in these, like, you know, unsanctioned tournaments. Right. I just keep calling it bar that. bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Legalese. It's the, I saw this meme the other day, and it was like, anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. With my period. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but anyway, they didn't have uh, weight classes, is what I was going to say. And so I, you were I just against... I was fighting, like, these... Very large women, oh, and somehow I just like little old me still won. I feel like when you're yeah. when you're tiny and you're close to the ground, you can just move like yeah, a, a like, like you're like like a you know. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, where'd she go? Like people, <laughs> like dancers are short. I feel like and fighters are short, and it's they have that our dynamic vibe. I'm like, damn, must be nice. <laughs> you're not that tall, Mar. Uh, Mar thinks she is. Like, I'm always. five eight. Gross. You're five what? four. Yeah, yeah. Jules stood next to me today. She stood at my I shoulder. Know. She's like five foot. So yes, I do think I'm mm-hmm. tall because I am. How tall are you, Jamie? Five, five eight's pretty tall. I'm five three. I know. Yeah, like, I, I, like, I like to. Go, I could breastfeed like to... her standing up. <laughs> <laughs> if she had breasts. So. Good one. So yeah, little people. Does your daughter watch you fight? Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah. What does she think of it? It's normal for her. I mean, she grew up crawling on the mats, like, when she was a baby. And, um, yeah, it's normal for her. I mean, um, she supports me, like, 100%. Like, she's watched me fight live, I don't know, maybe two or three times. Um, otherwise, it's just, like, on TV. Right. right? Um, but, yeah, she's always just, like, super proud and happy. How old is happy. she? She's 13. Oh, okay. Does she um, want to fight? No. 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 Do you no. want her to fight? If she, I mean... I don't want her to, but if mm. she did, like, okay, right. I'll I'll support her, and you know, I don't know if she'd ever let me train her if if that was the case, but <laughs> I would try, you know. But she's very much she found her passion in uh, theater and performing oh, arts, and so amazing. she's like really thriving uh, there. So, and that could have been high school you because you were you weren't a fighter in high school. Yeah. You waited until oh, afterwards. No. Yeah. She knows how to defend herself. Like that's one thing. Like she was training jujitsu for a little while and she was, um, I used to hold pads for her for boxing and stuff. And so she knows, and plus she's really athletic to begin with, but as long as she can defend herself, that was always my thing. Yeah. I was like, all right, you owe me at least like one day to train jujitsu or some form of um, martial arts. But she kind of like, you know, she's back and forth with it right now. She's not really consistent, but she still remembers things. So I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. I was going to say, as mm-hmm. long as I think that that's like honestly super important. I feel yeah. like a lot of 
people just don't know how, the correct form of how to defend themselves yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see all these crazy things like the other day I watched something on Instagram. This guy, I mean, the guy who he was like fighting was literally like double the size of him. You would mm-hmm. have never thought in a million years. And he like warned him. He's like, dude, like don't come at me. And he just, he like ended up putting him to sleep, like Mm -hmm. just out on the ground. And everybody around was like fucking shocked. And he was like, I told you like, like, look what you made me do. Right. 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 Yeah. Do you have a favorite strike or submission? Um, I'm definitely submission wise. I, I love arm bars. I go for arm bars a lot. Get it on I'm pretty. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Marissa wrote this one. She's like, we got to yeah. get her to submit you. Oh, yeah, totally. We, do you want to give me an arm bar? Right now? Let's do you want it. To? Oh, my God. <laughs> or, or are you, like, favorite strike? I could just, like, punch you, which you probably I, I don't know which one's yeah. better, honestly. But, but two bottle teeth might fall out, though, because yeah, they're just hold, they're holding my strings. Or, or, like, a choke. That might be better, like. Whatever you. You said rear naked was your first, right? Yeah, that was my first. Let's give yeah. it to him. All right, what do I need to do? You just sit right there. Yeah, I just sit here? Yeah. I can sit here and I'll... I love that Marissa knows. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay right here and I'll let everyone know Sorry. if she can even hurt me because... Oh, know. if she can she, even... She'll put you to sleep in two seconds. Oh, very... You do have to tap if you feel it because I, okay, I, I will. don't actually oh. want you Just give her like a little... Yeah, we're only like 10 minutes in, bro. Okay. Should I do like the... So she's put her forearm around my neck and then she's putting her hand behind me. Low effort. Good. Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Do I feel that? I don't know. Nobody was naked there, so I'm not really too excited. This is rigged. I I was so excited when she said we were naked. I was like, get the camera on her. (laughs) She's like, So like, why? Okay. Our bar would have definitely been more difficult. Yeah. We would have had to get on the ground, and that would yeah, have been the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, a little crazy. Is that your favorite? So our bar's Justin's your favorite. Like, so what's up? Naked? Like, what are you doing right <laughs> now? He's like, so is that actually off the table, or did you want to get in front of it? <laughs> Marissa, can you fight, yeah. or do you just really enjoy watching people get beat up like me? Um, I think like. Uh, can I fight? I'm not a professional MMA fighter. No. Mm-hmm. Can I fight? Probably better than the average person. Yeah. I mean, I did box for like a year before I tore my ACL. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm supposed to be cleared at the end of September to start jiu-jitsu. Okay. So yeah, Yay. I'm excited to get back into it. Nice. Uh, How long can have you I... been training jiu-jitsu? I haven't. I was literally oh. supposed. So I started boxing. <laughs> I was boxing for about a year, and then Fucked I tore my story. ACL. And then I was like supposed to start um, jujitsu that Monday, mm. and I tore it on a Friday. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm sorry to hear but, that. But you know, you, you talked earlier about how like it just wasn't like accepted for girls to be like. I wanted to like wrestle. My all my brothers wrestled mm-hmm. growing up. I loved it. I was literally obsessed. But like it just wasn't really accepted to be. Yeah. A, Girl or the girls. And rest, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, you know, pretty much waited, like, my whole entire life to, like, do anything. And I would, yeah. But I've, I've, I grew up on boxing and WWE and UFC. Oh, my and God. Like, I loved WWE back loved in the day. It. it was, like, a big deal. WWE like, is Virginia. wild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God. did they practice this? Who's your favorite wrestler? Of course. It's a, it's a dance recital. It is. Honestly, yeah. I don't even remember. Maybe maybe The Rock. The like, Rock was my favorite. Way back in the day, him. yeah. Robbie's The Rock. I was so cold. We yeah. used to throw each other off like, <laughs> like, at, we would, sl- what the fuck did we, what was that? 
<laughs> at your house, we would throw each other off roofs and shit. On the tables. We used to beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That's why I'm so stupid now. What's your, who's your favorite MMA fighter? Honestly, I don't think I have a favorite, no? to be honest with you. No. I mean, with, like the, a top with the women. Two, top three. Uh, I love Rose Namajunas. Okay. I always yep. loved her. That's your girl, I right? made, yeah, I made Mara <laughs> I say we went to the CFFC, yeah. um, the grappling matches. Oh, she's like, what do you need to say? Like, yeah. she's she, my favorite girl. She my did home. lose that day, but, yeah, it, yeah. you know. It, but it was cool. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, as far as the guys, I, I don't really... I don't really Not know. impressed? I, not that. I just, there's just so many. Mm. And there are lots that I do enjoy watching. Um, let's see. I mean, can I just like stick with the Philly fighters that I love? Like Sean <laughs> Brady, Pat Sabatini, and Jeremiah Wells, and uh, Andre Petrovsky, and yeah, all the, all the Philly guys. I'll just say they're my favorite. So, so I'm going to play a game with you. It's called First mm-hmm. Word. What's going to happen is I'm going to give you a professional fighter, and you're going to give me the first word that comes to mind when I say that fighter's name. Does that make sense? Okay, yes. <laughs> We're going to try to do it fast. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor. Weirdo. Right. John Jones. Sorry, Conor. Uh, like, does it have to be fighting related? Or no, it can be anything. Oh. Uh, like, it could be, like, asshole. Like, um, bad example. I mean, he's a bad example. I think I, I don't. I don't like this game. <laughs> I'm not a shit talker, guys. You don't like have to a, talk shit. No, you can talk shit. You can be like literally stunner, like yeah. you hot. know, fucking <laughs> John Jones, hot. Okay, crazy. Hot. Tabitha Richie. I have no idea. <laughs> Tabitha Richie. I don't think I know her. Oh damn. Sean Brady. Uh, workhorse. Max Holloway. Oh, he's. I don't know. He's kind of a badass. Me, I guess. Ronda Rousey. Um, I love her. Pat Sabatini. Um, he's gonna hate this, but he's the nicest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla Harrison. Um, oh, badass. Amanda Nunes. Badass. Chris Cyborg. Scary. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> also scary. <laughs> Nate Diaz. Oh, annoying. Jake Paul. Surprised, he's like a. Yes. I don't say that. He's like surprising, like a surprising I was going to say yeah. wild, like yeah, wild. he's wild. Yeah, wild card. That whole yeah. thing is wild. <laughs> that was first word. Yeah. <laughs> you felt so uncomfortable in the beginning. I, I, I love <laughs> that she didn't want to talk shit. I wasn't yeah. asking her to talk yeah. shit. Maybe like she know, could, talk, she could no, comment on her is, style. That yeah. is like I. I feel like that's just where your mind like automatically mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. Initially, yeah. by accident, just by virtue of like, oh, you have to say a word. It's like, all right, you want like razzle dazzle right now. I want to give you guys like good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, maybe you would have said like punches like a bitch. Whatever yeah. you want to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of punches like a bitch, oh. what do you think of the slap competition? That's weird to me. I don't know. I can't get into it. I think it's just like <laughs> these guys are getting oh. knocked out cold so though. Sh- like it was yeah. by slapping, dude. You like stand at a podium. Mm-hmm. And you literally just like exchange slaps. Like these people are bam out. 
Like, literally it's drop crazy. it to the ground. Yeah. Like, for what? You see people get hit with punches. $1,000. <laughs> they don't pay them anything. It's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Just drunk dudes. That's crazy. Some of these guys are just like hillbillies, like, coming yeah. on in. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, do it. Uh, listen, more power to you if that's what. You know, you, you want to do, spend do it. Yeah. Time and energy <laughs> I on. I just feel like there's just <laughs> no, real... like, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, some form of, sorry, like, um, you know, I don't want to say athleticism, but I'm sure that they, like, train and, like, lift weights and try to get stronger, but there's, like. It's mindless. Know, it's weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Have you ever been slapped in an MMA, in a MMA fight? No. What about, like, sparring? Nothing like that? Um, part, like in a joking way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my, we mess with each other sometimes, yeah. Do you like to be smacked? <laughs> not really. Kind of makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, literally. So that's like, not I kind of want to fucking hit yeah. you now. <laughs> that's not a kink for you. No. Do you have a kink? Um, eh, not really. You're very vanilla in the bedroom. No. <laughs> no, no, bitch. That's not what I said. Okay. Larissa, do you have a kink? Um. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of girls, it's not like a kink necessarily, but like I definitely do like enjoy rough bits. Like, I like a good mix, but like I like to be chilled. Rough bits. Yeah. Rough bits, like bites? Um, Honestly, no. The bites are like, I'm not trying to have marks on me. And like mm. I, there's like this one person who like anytime, you know, he's been like one of those floaters throughout the years. <laughs> like anytime I like leave with bruises, I'm like... <laughs> I, I like it mm-hmm. a little bit, but not like that. You know, but you know what you're much. getting when you call this guy, yes? Yeah, I do. So, <laughs> over and over again, why do you keep going back to him? <laughs> I mean, no way! Yeah. He's, he's out for good. He's out for good. Okay, we'll check back in six months. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. What's the hardest you've ever been hit, Jamie? Um, um ah. Let's see. I've been hit pretty hard a couple of times. Like I've had like fights where I've lost where they were like ref stoppages, because um, it was just you know TKO. I was getting punched a lot. Um, but I would say like the hardest I think I ever got hit. But I wasn't. It didn't knock me out. But it was actually inspiring. One day where I was going in for a shot, and my partner just kind of like lifted their knee up Ooh. and my head went straight into their knee. No, I'm sorry, it was my eye. It was my orbital, and I thought it was, like, it probably probably was a little bit fractured, but I didn't get it checked out. But it was, like, it was was bad. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Um, How long did that take to heal? A long time. Like, a a solid two months. And then, yeah, it was. Could you see out of it, or? Yeah. Okay. That's why I my, didn't. That's why I didn't go get it checked out, and I, I knew what they would say if I did go. Oh, you need to stop. Yeah, so like my girlfriend, dude, she does the same shit. She's a nurse, mm-hmm. so she just like says things. She's like, "Oh, well, this will be fine. They won't tell me anything." I'm like, "It's your eye, though, so yeah. you should yeah. go get it checked out because you're not an eye doctor. She's right. not yeah. an eye doctor, in case anyone's listening. <laughs> She's not one of those things at all. You, if it has to do with your vision, your teeth, like, yeah. but if but if I couldn't it. see, if there was like, I but what really is she gonna have a like, a uh, like cast on her eyebrow. Well, she couldn't yeah. see, and then her eye puffed. She out. had shit to do. Yeah. Who? 
Jamie, you're my girlfriend. Jamie. <laughs> so does my girlfriend. I'm saying, like, like, why would she go get it fixed if she already knows what they're going to say? Well, she right. doesn't know. She thinks. She has a 95. No, it's a third eye knowing. Women, I'm telling you, we know we things. Mm-hmm. Well, because, like, that's, like, also part of the thing. is like, once your coaches know and shit like that, like, they can't, like, they physically mm-hmm. can't be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to keep training with you like yeah. this. Like, no. Yeah. Good. I mean, I stopped. I put ice on it, and I was careful. I didn't spar for, right. like, the longest time. I was, I was careful. I just did, like drills and um you know i kept training but i didn't put my my eye in like harm's way do you get paid yeah. to train um in camp yes i'm sponsored so is that, i was gonna say yeah. somebody sponsors yeah. you to train that's pretty mm-hmm. cool do, yeah. you, how, do you always get paid to fight if you win or lose yes okay yeah you make so a lot more get, money if you win yes because yeah obviously like <laughs> i mean you have like your base pay and then you get a win bonus and oftentimes it matches what your base pay is but sometimes if yeah, have a good performance or, like, get a knockout or something. They'll give you a little extra, which is Oh, nice. and knockouts more? I mean, not not always. It's kind of, like, you under the like table. Bonuses, they'll just, yeah, right? they'll, they'll give you, like, oh, well, like, here's your, you know, your check, but we yeah. want to give you this because it was a good performance. So they'll give you extra But sometimes. also, like, in the UFC, like, the guys who you see who are, like, really, like, headlining the mm-hmm. the cards and stuff like that, like, sometimes the people who lose do make more. If they're a bigger like, name. The name. If they're the draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, so. What's the most you've ever gotten paid, bonus wise, for knocking somebody out? Um, I mean, it wasn't much. It was a smaller show, mm. but I mean, I don't know. It was probably like an extra five hundred bucks. I like how you say an extra fi- like it's something small. I mean, in the well, grand scheme of fighting when money, you, right. when you think about, I was thinking you were going to say like fifty bucks. Oh, what? No, no. Like, how I mean, cheap? When, you, when you think about, I'm poor. All the all the all the time, all the hours you put in, it doesn't really. It's. I mean, it's it's great. Right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's like a single mom, and I'm fighting because I have to, and I got to like provide for my kid. But, um, you know, and I also get it. it's a smaller show, but um, it's nice. But it's not a lot of money when you look at the whole picture. Right. So, why did you become a domestic violence advocate? Um, because I, I became an advocate because I'm, I'm a survivor myself and going through what I went through, I wanted to, because it was such a crazy ordeal. And back then I didn't know about really domestic violence at all. Like I knew the situation I was in was not good. I just never really labeled it that way until I started talking to other people on the outside of it, like, when I when I had to. Like, I wasn't aware of resources. And so once I started utilizing resources and coming in contact with other advocates and people helping me was when I realized, like, oh, like, they're like, do you know what domestic violence is? Don't you, do you realize this is that, what your situation yeah. is? And I was like, oh, my God. And so, but through that and um, coming out on the other side in the way that I did, I wanted to sort of, be somebody who can sort of fill that gray area for other people going through it who um, need help navigating the system, like the court system, or yeah. just to make them aware that there are resources out and there. And it's possible. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. What kind of abuse was it? Was it mm-hmm. mental or was it physical? Um, both. Um, yeah, it was um, mental, emotional, physical. Um, economic, financial. Financial. Economic Did you abuse, watch it? Yeah. I mm-hmm. Mara, people that are watching didn't watch a four-minute clip yeah. that I sent you. So well, we're, we're going to put it in the, We're asking for the millions of watching around the world the and the thousands in attendance. Yes. 
So how long that was pretty good. <laughs> was the violence going on in your relationship before you left? Um, yes. Yeah. We were together for six years and it went on the entire time. Really? Mm-hmm. It didn't like, yeah. you didn't, I feel like it like switches for some, like, I feel like you're in it and you don't realize it. And then like you, mm-hmm. it like flips and it's like, oh no, this is like all the time. Like if I feel like yeah. it's like a dribble drabble kind of like it happens mm-hmm. or it doesn't happen because it's a new relationship da, 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 mm-hmm. and then it's like drip, drip. Yeah. Drip, 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 drip. It happens that way yeah. a lot. So for me, um, I kind of grew up in that environment. So I sort of carried on like just what I saw as a kid and, and most of my relationships, especially once I got a little bit older. That was like, I felt like I was like a magnet for <laughs> like these type of men. And um, when I met my ex, he was, you know, what I thought was a great guy, but I was also in a place in my life where I just wanted acceptance and I overlooked a lot of red flags and tried to justify a lot of his behavior as like, well, he was went through a lot when he was a kid or, you know, he feel he was unloved and maybe I tried to sort of, yeah, justify it in those ways. And like, Oh, maybe I could be the one to he'll change for, or he'll, or that I could change him, like yeah, turn like him into a good him. person. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, that is never, uh, you can't change people. So. Right. Yeah. What um, was the red flag that you noticed? Like one of the first ones. Um, He was really controlling, but always did it in like a joking way. Can you give an example? Don't get me started. Can you give an example? Yeah. Like, well, so. When I met him, before I met him, I was already fighting and doing my thing, and I was very um, outgoing. I had multiple jobs. I was working at the gym, to, uh, teaching classes to pay my dues there. I had a lot of friends. Sorry. And when I met him, it was like, I would also say the jealousy, too, was a big thing. He didn't like that I had so many like, friends in general, but then also, like, my guy friends and training partners, he just did not like, and it was always a thing, like, oh, you're gonna go train again, and, like, we just always had something to say about, like, oh, they're probably just looking at your ass, and like, no, I'm just kidding, like, but when you wear those tights, like, I'm like, like, what is it, like, just, what are you trying to say, but, yeah, it was always something like that, but eventually, I started, um, I felt like he latched on rather quickly to me, and I just was, slowly becoming more and more isolated and didn't really realize it until my family pointed it out. And, um, but by that time I was, um, already like under his full control and yeah, like pregnant. You do blinders and, on. Yeah. yeah. You're like, no, mm-hmm. that that's not true. Right. Yeah. And then like every fight was like, I'm going to, we're going to work it out. We're going to save the family and stay together and we're going to make it work. And well, I was anyway. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. That's, it's like one of the toughest things mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in a situation and obviously like once kids get get brought into it, mm-hmm. it just makes it a whole different situation, yeah. right? Harder mm-hmm. to leave, you know, more emotions and yeah. When yeah. we're taught that this family unit is like what Correct. it's supposed to be and yeah. best for a kid, and it's and like stay the together family for the children. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's not helping right. them because mm-hmm. that's what happened here, and you're like. Well, your bare minimum is tainted anyways. Mm-hmm. And so then you're going into your relationships, like, already being like, oh, this is normal. Yeah. 
when it's like, no, there's like trauma that needs to be healed from mm-hmm. when you were a kid. Yeah. And so on. Do you remember the first time he hit you? Oh, yeah. Um, so it was actually pretty early on um, at the gym where I worked. We had like a new member come in this particular day. And um, all the guys were just kind of like sitting around like um, talking shit after practice. And it wasn't like a gym like, you know, like an L.A. fitness. You walk in and it's like a whole you know, you get a tour of the gym. It's, it wasn't right, like right. that. It was like a fighter's gym. Like, the guy came in, wanted to train, wanted to fight. And I just kind of, like, told him what we offer there. And then I was just like, oh, and here's all the guys. And, guys, this is whoever the guy was. And um, I noticed, like, a change in him right away. And I was thinking, like, what now? Because by this time, it was, like, always something with him. He was always mad at me for something. Um, even when I didn't do anything wrong, he was just – it seemed there was always something. And so – he asked me to go outside with him to talk, and I'm, like, dreading it um, because I knew it would be a fight. So we go outside, and he was mad at me because I didn't introduce him as my boyfriend to the guy. I just said, You're but I guy. introduced them all as yeah, Right. But regardless, it's like, I don't, I'm not going to, like. He doesn't care. Yeah. If you're no. my boyfriend or not, yeah. like this guy's here like to work out. It wasn't like this premeditated, like, okay, like it wasn't right. a thought right. in my head, but regardless of it's just an introduction. It's nothing yeah. like who, who cares? But anyway, so that's what he was, um, mad about me, um, mad at me for. And so, um, I was kind of like annoyed by this point. Um, and it ended up sort of push came to shove cause he got in my face and I'm like, get out of my face and I pushed him he pushed me and it uh, resulted in him slapping me yeah and I was just like in shock and like couldn't believe he had done that and he had just like this look of like disgust on his face like he just like hated me almost and I was yeah I was just in shock and then like I started crying and then um just like walked away called my mom and it was like a whole thing and then you told her mm -hmm. and um and then after, you know, and my mom, I just don't think really knew. So she was with my dad for 26 years, and my dad was extremely abusive. And I just don't think she knew what to say in that moment. And um, But just kind of was like, it's going to be okay. Like, are you hurt? Are you whatever? And right. so um, she just told me to, like, remove myself from him. And um, I did that. But then, you know, he came back, just apologized, like said every just everything amazing that he could have said and I forgave him he said it would never happen again and I believed him and And it did it did many times that's probably like your mom's like worst nightmare oh yeah getting that call from you Mm -hmm. because it's like she she probably was like okay like I made it through Mm -hmm. whatever my situation is and like I would never like I'm sure she would never wish that on anyone and then it's like to your like your daughter is yeah. stepping into the same situation. You're probably like sick because you're just. It's like fuck. Like yeah. mm-hmm. she saw me do it. Now she's gonna see it herself. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. it was terrible. And then thinking like being a mother myself now to think my daughter going through something like that is just a no go. I, I can't. Just let it yeah, out. I never imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'd be in jail. I'd kill somebody. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, yeah, terrible. But then I got pregnant pretty quickly. Um, but I just always forgave him. I just found myself just so, like, 
I felt really trapped by him. Do you think and, mostly based off of just like that whole like let's stay together for the family type of mm-hmm. thing? Or was it trapped in the sense of like you were scared to leave him physically because you didn't know? It was both. I think okay. I was in a little bit of denial because I didn't know. Like for me, that's was a normal thing because that's kind of how I grew up and how most of my relationships were. I was like, okay, you fight and you forgive or you fight and you break up. Like it's either like you make it work right. or you don't. But to me, the fighting was like a normal thing in a relationship. Um, so, yeah, for me it was like, you know, I, I did have moments where I was contemplating um, leaving him before, like, right, it was like right when I got pregnant. And um, and then, um, and then it, I don't know, it's just like this weird back and forth thing you have, like, with yourself. And then he's. Well, and it's like comfortability. Like, mm-hmm. were you living with him? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. shelter, like, her everyday routine, probably, yeah. like, it's your friend, it's all these things. It's, like, yeah. so not ideal to have to, like, be put in that situation to choose, yeah. almost. Well, the thing is, like, I I could have, but I didn't. And I think a lot of my decisions not to do something was at, based out of fear. Right. And also a lot of things that I did do was based out of fear. So, right. um he was actually living in my house with me and, um, but he, where he was like fighting, like we had, so I ended up being, I went from having like two to three jobs to no job. And then I was like quit training and I wasn't working at the gym anymore because he just always had to be on top of me and know where I was at all times. And so, yeah, I felt really trapped. I was really isolated at that point, but then we got, ended up getting evicted from our house. Like, he wasn't allowing me to work, and then wow. he wasn't fighting consistently, so bills weren't getting paid. So we ended up getting evicted, and we moved to, um, I'm sorry, uh, Tennessee, where his family lives. At the time, we were in um, Ohio, where my family is. And so, um, yeah, we ended up moving. And then at that time, I was extremely isolated because we were staying on this, like, um, on a farm in the middle of nowhere. It was like a little tiny house, and I had nobody. So, um, is that where you chose to like leave? Were you still in Tennessee? Um, like, cause on, on your video, like oh, I saw that you like said that you just took your daughter and you guys left, and yeah, you were so, just homeless. Yeah, so we were living in Tennessee for a while, and then he got this. I guess he knew somebody from from New York, and they put together an idea to open up. MMA, like, fitness-type uh, gyms inside of Sweat Fitness. Okay. Um, this was back in, I don't know, 2008, maybe, 2008, 2009-ish. And so at that time, we were in Tennessee, and that's what brought us to Philly. Okay. And so um, I ended up having my daughter, yeah, in Philly. And okay. then we split when she was four. Okay. Um, at that time, like, the abuse, everything had gotten, like, just – it was a, it was scary to a scary time like just to be alive and like living with this person who was also developing some like uh, mental health uh, issues yeah that I was not really aware of uh, like the depth of that I could but I could see the changes in him but it didn't help that he was abusing prescription medication he was taking steroids he was so he was also extremely angry person so right. it, was, it was just scary on a daily basis like not knowing 
what to expect. Who is, who is he, how is he going to wake up and like, how do I prepare myself to deal with this person every day? Um, but once my daughter was born, she was kind of like my safe haven in a way. And I just really poured into her and really did everything I could to find things to do outside of our house, like different, um, there was like this calendar for moms. It was like all free events around the city. So I like lived by that because it got us out of the house and like kept him, kept us away from him. But I later found out he was like stalking us and following us through a lot of that stuff. But, um, which makes sense now because there were times I would get phone calls from him where I'm thinking he's at the gym and he would say like, Oh, what are you doing? Like a normal like conversation. I'm like, Oh, well we're at the park or like wherever we were doing, he would say, Turn around. He was like, oh, really? Turn around. And he would just be, like, there. And then he'd, like, make it act like a surprise. And I'm just like, what? How did you know I was here? Like, but I, it didn't, like. Couldn't register at that Not time. at the time. I was just like, maybe he was just, I don't know, driving well, because by. Because you don't want that to be. Right. You don't want to believe that. Either, yeah. You know? And at that time, I still wasn't identifying as, like. Somebody who was suffering abuse. From abuse. Yeah. Even though I knew, like, what he was doing was not okay or like a good or a healthy thing I just never connected those dots and um and so as my daughter got older like it just it just got worse and worse and then finally like um there was a time where he was I mean there was a lot leading up to this I mean it's a very long story but um in 2014 so my daughter was four um and this was after like a year-long fight basically of like and just it was just getting worse and worse by the day and so at this point he was away working like an odd job in New York on a construction site and um, it was Mother's Day I'll never forget it Um, I'd taken my daughter to um, on a picnic we're just like having the best day ever super cute just having fun and he all of a sudden I I get a call um, from him and he's just like laying into me he was just like angry at me and just calling me all these names, and I was just, I wasn't really, at that point, I was just so exhausted. I'm like, I just, I have nothing more for this guy, and I just felt so just, like, defeated and just, like, depleted of all of my energy, and so I just, that made him angry because I wasn't responding the way he wanted me to, but I didn't really think of it that way. I was just, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do, and that was something I didn't do. I didn't didn't mean to say sorry because I didn't apologize, and um that was something I did on a regular basis was just to apologize for things I didn't do just to get past an argument or just to make it like seem like, yeah, like you're right. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Keep it pushing. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so it was just, I just got, was just so exhausted to finally, I was just like, I don't know what you, um, what do you want me to do? I I don't know what you want me to do. And got angry and angry. And finally we got off the phone. I called my mom and told her what had been going on like that previous year, like leading up to that point. And she was just beside herself and, um, he was working to get money to pay for a trip down to Cincinnati to be, he was supposed to be in somebody's wedding. And so I took that as an opportunity, like, great, like I get to see my family right. for the first time in a year. Wasn't really speaking to them much. And so um, basically my mom was like, well, why don't I just send you guys money, hop on a train and you guys just deal with it when he gets here and then like go home and do if you're going to split up split up she's like but this you can't go on like this anymore (sighs) which was a scary thought because this is not the type of person where you can say um I'm leaving you like I can't do this like it doesn't people like mistake that they think it's easy maybe easier in the beginning 
beginning of a relationship. Like, I could have been, like, like that day he slapped me, I could have been, like, fuck you. Like, right, get right, out of my right, house right. kind of thing. Um, but I didn't. But um, But it's one of those things, especially these abusers are very dangerous people. And, um, yeah, sometimes people don't. They, they want to leave and try to leave, and it's dangerous, and sometimes they don't yeah. get that opportunity ever. They, right. they end up being killed. So it's, it's scary. So I, and there were times where, like, I would try to remove myself from a situation, like, when I could feel it escalating, and he would, like, stand in front of the door. He, like, wouldn't let me leave or, um, you know, or do something to me to scare me. And so... Um, yeah, this particular day, like, I took my mom's advice. I was like, okay, that actually sounds really refreshing. So she sends us the, the money for a ticket. I grabbed the ticket, and then that next morning, we jump on the train. But I didn't tell him we were leaving till we were, like, on the train because I was so afraid that, like, he would just magically appear and, like, right, stop right. us from leaving. I was just so paranoid. And um, from that point, I just, like, he accused me of kidnapping, called me, like, every wow. name of the book. But the thing is, um, so I had, like, a little prepaid phone, which is what he would give me, like, if he had to go out of town because he smashed every phone I ever owned. Um, so at that time, I had a prepaid phone. And my daughter, I had, like, an old phone that was, like, cracked, but it was still usable, so she used it to play games. And so um, the mess- so many messages were coming through so quickly that, like, the phone, mem- the memory would fill up, like, it seemed like every couple minutes. And so I'm like nobody's going to believe me if I don't document this stuff. So yeah. it just, like, dawned on me to – I took the phone that my daughter had, and I just started snapping um, photos of all the messages. It was nonstop 17 hours of uh, text messages. It was, like, thousands and thousands. I mean, like, boxes we took to court um, of just text messages alone. That doesn't include, like, emails and things. But, yeah, it ended up just being a whole ordeal where he um, ended up, you know, taking us to court and – accused me of, um, yeah, kidnapping and all these things. And so, but by that time, there was like a lot of back and forth with him. He would tell me to stay in, stay in Ohio with my family and he'd bring me my stuff. And I'm like, absolutely not because I know who I'm dealing with and I want to do it through the courts and do, do things the right way. And so it ended up being that, um, at court, I wanted to relocate. So the judge said, because you want to relocate, the child has to stay in Philadelphia until your next hearing, which was months away. And um, I, you know, I was a- allowed to leave, but I wasn't going to leave her alone with him. So this flies um, crazy. I know. <laughs> this flies for Jamie the yeah. whole time. <laughs> I don't want to kill it. I want to like. I want to like go. I'm going to. I'm going to. Somebody have chopsticks. So do you have 100 percent your sole custody, custody right? Now I do, yeah, yeah. But it ended up being, like... So did you get to stay in Cincinnati when that was happening? No, no. You had to come back and forth? Or, no, you just came no, back I and just, you were I came with back him? and I stayed. No, like, so basically he renewed my, our lease to our apartment mm-hmm. um, without my name on it and threw away everything I owned. So all I had um, to, in my possession was the bag, like a bag for, like, four days um, when I went to Ohio. So I had nothing left. I didn't have a place to live. But, like, he denied us access to our house. So at that point, I'm like, I had nowhere to go. Couldn't really. So come. are you telling the judge this? Like, no, he well, won't even, like, he wants custody and mm-hmm. he is making his daughter not have a bedroom. Yeah, they don't, 
It okay. doesn't, they don't. Okay. Yeah, that would be a whole other thing I would have to file and, like, yeah. whatever. But they said, um, yeah, I ended up sleep finding, like, calling somebody I haven't spoken to in a long time. Um, and she agreed to let me stay with her, but then he ended up finding us and um, ended up sabotaging that situation for me. Um, we were there for, for about a month, but that's where I learned about um, women against abuse and all the resources and where I started connecting the dots because I needed help. I needed, right. we didn't needed have a resources. place to go. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, that was tough. And when he found us, he had, manipulated this woman so badly like she was believing like what he was telling her um and she was like sorry uh threatening to have me like beat up and like all these things if I didn't leave she was gonna call DHS um and at this time I had been working like just day and night finding resources like anything I could um call or anybody I could talk to I was doing and women against abuse um like most shelters, there's uh, limited resources, and well, at and the it's time, like very private too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and it, and because it, they do follow you, like the the facility. No, the oh yes, the my ex, he did. Yeah, yeah. he, he stopped like, us. A you lot. can't even yep. like look it. It's hard to look up women's mm-hmm. resources like that because mm-hmm. it's like then they're giving a map in a sense for yeah. the men. Well, there yeah, there's laws that protect. Um, like, you know, there's confidentiality laws and right. things like that. And so, but there's, yeah, definitely laws around that that protect um, shelters. So, um, but anyway, um, there was like a lot of, um, you know, other things that had happened um, that got physical between he and I, um, where I had to go file like for emergency PFA. Um, I ended up getting um, arrested once right. um, because he lied to the the police and said that um, I pushed him down the stairs, which I did not, and they arrested me because he had um, injuries. But I knew, as soon as they said that, I knew, because there were there were times where he and I would get into um, a fight or an argument, and I would threaten to call the police like for him putting his hands on me, and then he would start hitting himself. Yeah. And he would say, go ahead, I'll just tell them that um, you hit me first. And so I would never call. Yeah, so I knew right away when that when they said that. Uh, um, but ultimately, I was never charged with anything. The detective came down and said, I, like, you can either go before the judge or waive your rights and, and speak to us. And she said, we'd really like to hear your story. Because they had, I'm assuming, they probably at that caught time, the they, vibe. Already, yeah. they already had right. spoken to him. And so I, and it's funny because a lot of, throughout my um, ordeal, rather, I, I feel like I came in contact, like, at the right time with, like, the right people. Like, there was a point where um, a police officer who I was, um, who helped me find out where my daughter was once, and, like, he brought her to us, but it was, she was an advocate. And then, like, throughout that ordeal where, like, I got arrested, the the detective was an advocate. So, like, when I got in her um, office, she had, like, posters plastered everywhere, and even I was, like, sitting, you know, handcuffed to a chair, I had, like, this, like, like sense of relief I felt relief because she knew yeah, yeah she knew and so from there like I still didn't have a place to go so like my family paid for a hotel and I went and got the um uh the PFA um but there was just this long it was a long drawn out and he was a master manipulator and the courts believed him for a couple of years before he like his true colors really started to show, or at least until they saw his true colors, like I knew what they were all along. But, um, you know, it was, 
a very long, hard, draining battle. And my ultimately, it was my daughter that suffered the most. But, um, you know, we ended up getting space at the safe haven. And that's really where I started to turn my life around and, like, just use that as, um, from that point, it was like, this is my chance to, you know, turn it all around and just rewrite my story on my yeah. terms and, um, you know, just to not really let my situation define me. And, um, and it was crazy still for a while, even after we were safe, you never really feel safe because he still followed me. He still stalked me. He still, um, times where I would, we would do like the drop offs with my daughter and he would like wait and follow us. And I would get messages from him later that night saying, uh, why'd you go into the hardware store? Or no, like, why did you? Yeah. And then he's like, and then I saw you get on the L train. He's like, where were you going? Like stuff like that. And I like, so I never really truly felt safe until, um, the final court hearing where I was granted sole custody. Um, and he moved. That was the, and I, I mean, I still wondering too, is he still around or no? No, no. He, he lives, um, in Tennessee where he's from. And from what I know now, he's not, he's not doing very well. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's a shame because like, ultimately I just, you know, when we got the sole custody, I had kept filing, um, you know, emergency petitions because I knew my daughter wasn't safe with him. And because of like his mental health situation, she was going through like crazy stuff, like just experiencing and seeing things that she shouldn't see. And she wasn't being fed. She was just wasn't being cared for. And um, when she was in his care, and so I just kept filing and refiling. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't stop until they gave me, gave me um, a hearing before the judge. And finally the judge um, said, I don't know. So we were his first and last hearing of that day. Like we went in as his first and he canceled his whole docket for the rest of the day because he said he could not believe that we had gotten this far without any sort of resolution. And like my daughter, yeah, Yeah. Um, because his mental health was, he was just so crazy and just, just out of his mind. Like you could look at him and see like, um, and so, yeah, from that point, they gave him like a little bit of a grace period because they said, we want to give you a chance to get well. And he chose not to take um, what they gave him and, and get well. And um, then th- that next hearing, I was given a uh, soul. How custody. old was she when you got her out um, of the mix? She was, okay, so what happened? 2014. She was eight. eight or That's nine. crazy. Yeah. That is crazy because like, you they understand yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah they re- mm-hmm. definitely remember oh, parts yeah. of that, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. those are such imperative, like, years yeah. of a child's life. You know, we even talked about earlier just, like, the, you know, the way that the influence around you changes you for life and, like, yeah. really does, you know. Well, it sets your lens. Yeah. Like, makes that you, you view the world through. Yeah. Correct. And the way that you view yourself through and – you know, that's it's. I can't even imagine, you know, you having gone through that and having no choice yeah. but to send her back there. Oh, and, you know, like I can't. So, yeah. but that just like your story is, you know, really touching and inspiring mm-hmm. for people to be mm-hmm. like, you know, Thank persistence you. is everything, yeah. you know, because yeah, just, people, I mean, I'm sure in that situation could get, you know, really just fed up with the court system and the way that things work and be like, there's nothing I can. There's right, like give your power do, away, you know? and yeah. you know, and that's 
Another thing, too, is they call it uh, litigation abuse, where abusers will drag yep. them through because they yeah. know they can only... Yeah, their lawyer so will be like, we have to push court. And then it's like you're just kicking a and can down an, yeah. a field that doesn't end. Yeah, so you're right when you when you say that. And it's um, it's pretty terrible. I don't, and I, I don't know what it was in me that made me just like... Because I was painted as the poor, like, black single mom living in, like, you know, a shelter for women and children. Right. And um, I was seen that way. I could feel that. I was seen that way. And then um, it was just, yeah, it, you know, he comes from a family that, you know, they have a lot of money. They could always get the best lawyers. But, I mean, I always felt confident having women against abuse yeah. in my corner. And um, and yourself. But, like, you yeah. have to be your biggest advocate mm-hmm. always. Like, you know, just yeah. the fact that you you didn't care how anybody else saw you that yeah. you knew at the end of the day like who you were as a person as a mother yeah. you know and ag- again at the end of the day like a true fighter to really be able yeah. to you know persist through those hard times mm-hmm. and come out on the other end like a better person for yourself for your daughter and yeah. everybody else in your life you know yeah do you feel like Thank you're you. welcome so your mother is the one that pushed you to leave was she still in the relationship with your father when she pushed you to leave oh no they they divorced Oh, geez, I must have been in, like, ninth grade or something like that, mm. ninth or tenth grade. So, um, yeah. So when you first left, I'm guessing your daughter maybe asked where her dad was? Um, Not really, no. Because when we initially, like, got on the train and, and left, it was really just by, like, what my mom said. Well, just come down, like, get, right. get out of, like, what you're in and, like... Just breathe. Yeah, like breathe, take, like, the, take, the, week take to the boiling water off the stove. Yes, take this week just, to breathe. You guys go to the wedding and then like deal with your shit when you get home and like make a decision. So and were you supposed to meet him out there? He was supposed to come to, it was his best friend's wedding. He never showed up. What? You went? I didn't go to the oh, wedding, okay. but I was in the same Vietnam. city. Right, right, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Does she ever talk to him now? No. no she ever ask about him? Not really. Um, so... For me, once we got out of all of that, um, even like once we transitioned out of the shelter, because they do, they provide a lot of amazing um, resources in their program. They have um, obviously like the legal center. They offer child care um, counseling for both like the mother and child. Um, and then just like different like activities and things that you can do to like help better yourself in your situation. And so um, – once we got out of that and into, like, our new place, like, I could just still sense, like, something. Even if she was getting counseling there, I I just felt like she still wasn't really getting um, what she needed. That maybe she needed something more, um, like, trauma-informed. Yeah. Just something a little deeper. And so um, her pediatrician recommended a therapist for us. And so she went to, like, a trauma-based um, uh, therapy program and... Um, that was, like, I think the best thing I could have ever done for her because originally it was for her, but then over time her therapist would bring me in and okay. created sort of, like, this safe space for us because I knew when she was with her dad, he would interrogate her a lot. So I don't want to be like that. And I know he was always bad-mouthing me, and I was just like, let me just be the opposite of that for her because yeah. I knew that there would come a day regardless that she would – have an opinion about her dad. And I, I didn't want to be have any influence over that. So, and I didn't want to feel like, like I said, coming off like I was interrogating her. So I felt like the therapy was really great. So when we did 
come together in those safe spaces. It was just like a really special thing because I felt like it was really um, reconnecting us in a way, even though we were already like super bonded from like all the shit we'd gone through. It was just like a deeper, like more loving connection. I felt like she was just opening up like herself to me again. And just because they they say to that uh, the kids will still protect the abuser. They'll protect the person that like put them through things. Um, or they might protect the other parent of like, I don't want to tell my mom this because it's really going to hurt her feelings. Right. Or like, I can't tell my mom that my dad put me through this because it's going to make her cry or something. So like, I just kind of like let the therapist do her job and yeah. I just kind of like followed what I was supposed to do until like we got through, um, got through it. And she like, yeah, she's amazing. It was, it was, it was really great. So, um, uh, but yeah, as, as far as like talking to her dad now, like there were times where she would bring him up and she would have memories, like good memories, right. Of like something would remind her of him. And, um, and I do like, I'd like, she brought him up and like, Oh, is there anything you want to discuss? Like, are you feeling anything you'd like to talk about? And she's like, no, no, no. And she's like, I just remember that. And I was like, well, that, right. you know, I want if she's going to remember any, any parts of it, I want it to be good memories. And so I just let her have that. I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. It's good that or, you acknowledge right. And it. it's yeah. like, that might not even have been like how it went, but it's like, okay, oh, that's what you think. Or why? Because like, I, I feel like I, I had, my parents weren't like domestically mm-hmm. abusive to each other, but what you're saying, like, when you're trying to protect, like, both parents, kind of, it's, yeah. like, a real thing. Yeah. yeah Especially hard. when you're young. Like, yeah. And then you're, like, a kid. Like, you don't need to be doing those things. Yeah. And you can't, it's so hard to process. Just, it, it really is. And your yeah. children are too young to, pro- how, how can we expect a child to be able to process that and yeah. then grow up to, like, be a normal human who can function properly in relationships? And it's just not the case. So, well, yeah, I, I felt like it was important to address that and still important to acknowledge her good memories or whatever she might feel. Um, and there was a time where she finally got like pissed off about it and like couldn't understand why her dad didn't want her and just cried and cried. And I just reassured her that he did love her, but he was just sick that his brain was sick and he's just not able to, um, you know, I I didn't say like take care of her. I don't remember what word I used, but that he just, yeah, that he was sick. And so, um, time passed and she just, you know, and he never tried either. He didn't try to contact her. So that was like 2017, 2018. That was like the last, like the, the, the final hearing was last time she saw him. Um, so it's been a long time. Um, she got to a point where she was like, so done with like that side of the family because she thought that, um, and I thought so too, that his side of the family, we had no support from them. I never got a call from anybody. And I'm just like, how are they not trying to help yeah, like or reach read out? The room, like- but I, I assumed, yeah, I assumed that they weren't because they were supporting him and like on his side, so to speak. And so I was afraid and, right. but it turned out I actually spoke to his sister well, a few years ago when she called and said that he had, because um, he was, he's started doing drugs. He's like battle on drugs now. He's homeless. But at this time, he apparently stole his mom's car and they thought he was coming to Philly to find us. And because she thought that because his mind was on Selena, my daughter at the time, because he kept talking about it, kept talking about it. And he like, so they thought. He was on his way, and so we had to contact, like, authorities here mm-hmm. and in um, 
Tennessee so that they could like like keep watch put a, be yeah. on the lookout yeah. and to just be prepared. Um, our case was so big and like well known that my attorney now says like they still talk about it like at the courthouse and still wow. like use us as an example. And so um yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, so um that happened and then so that was like the last time I spoke to his sister and then she recently reached out to me and um you know, kind of had some sad news that he's they don't think he's really going to make it too much longer. I mean, he was diagnosed with like schizophrenia and psychosis and, and just like yeah, so many things. Um but he wasn't really willing to help himself or try right. to get the help he needed. And um, it, it's just really sad because I see it as just like my daughter losing her dad. And I think that's really sad. What do you want for him after abusing you all those years? What do you wish for him? <sighs> you know, I don't carry any hate in my heart. I don't carry like, I don't carry any of any of it, to be honest. Like the work that I do is really, um, how do I say this? It's important for me because, like I said in the beginning, I don't want other people to have to go through yeah. it blindly like I did, yeah. which was a really scary thing. Um, but what I want from him, I don't, I don't want anything. I don't mean like, like for you, you. I mean, what do you want for him in his life? Like as a person. As a person. Uh, what do you want for him? Do you want him to just leave you alone and never exist again? Do you want I, him I, to get better? Do you want him to just both, die? Both. There was a point where I was angry and I was like, when it just wouldn't stop, I was like, I wish he would, I did. I was like, I wish he would just die already because it was, you know, the nightmares, just like all the things, like, it's scary. You wake up and you think like, I think he's outside trying to get in, like any noise you think, like. You're um, being watched. Yeah, that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So especially by someone who like claims to love you. It's like a whole nother, like, it's like, wait, what? You want to talk about like gaslighting? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this is not how you treat something that you love. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think he ever did. I think it's just more of like a possession, like controlling type thing. He was just, but well, yeah, what I want for him. Yeah. There was a moment, a point a few years ago. I'm just like, I want to please just die because I wanted it to end. Um, But now I'm just kind of like, you know, I want him to just be well and like try to live a normal life. But I think he's too far gone Mm -hmm. for that. I think he's beyond. I don't think anybody's beyond getting help, but you have to want the help. And he doesn't want the help. And I think he's just he's fading. And it's it's a really sad thing. Like I I spoke to his sister for, you know, a couple hours recently and um I learned that all these things about him, but I also learned that they didn't know what was going on and that he would just call them and tell them like, I need money for this or like, she's doing this. She's, so they were just kind of going off of like what he was saying, but they were also afraid of him. Right. And, um, a lot of like the help he got was just out of fear on, on their end. Well, yeah. So, and it's like, yeah. if they have money, they can just be like here, here, yeah. here. And yeah. it just is like at arm's distance and it's yeah. fine. But really, Part no one's dealing with it. Because it then yeah. just goes away. Yeah, it's right. just sweeping it under the rug, sweeping under the rug. Yeah. Like, Yeah, but people are like, oh, you must be so happy. Like, you won. You are like, oh, right. I, just, I don't see it that way. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, you're like looking at losses in other ways, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. not anything to even, like, look at through that lens of yeah. a win or a loss. It's just yeah. like it is what it is. Well, because also, mm-hmm. too, like, thinking about your daughter, like, and, you know, just w- what you said about, like, the possibility of him not doing well, like, she's losing a father. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. still, that's like, a loss. You, yeah, you like, know, helped yeah. make her and bring her into this world. So, like, that's not, I'm sure, like, a great thought to be, like, oh, mm-hmm. like.
like, you know, yeah. he's not here anymore. Or, yeah. you know, for your daughter, again, it, regardless of whether or not he's involved in her life or not, I'm still, it'd still be yeah. upsetting. Yeah. So, like, it at is. the end of the day, you know, the fact that, I think the fact that you would only kind of wish him well, like, for yeah, himself beautiful. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's... Yeah, I guess it's, it's just really sad. And it does nothing for me to be like, fuck right, this one, right, like, right, whatever. Right. Like, I get nothing out of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that was, like, a big thing I learned. I, I forgave him a long time ago, even when I was, like, living in the safe haven. Granted, there were still moments, obviously, like, you get angry and you're, like, the pain yeah. is still very much alive. And it's, you know, it's hard. But I realized I, I had to forgive him and just kind of, like, let go of everything that, I was caring, like, regarding him. So just, like, all the, you know, the anger regarding him. I was, like, as long as I'm still holding on to that and being, like, this, like, sad, weak person that he wanted me to be, I was, like, he's he still, still has control, control yeah. of me. So I was, yeah. like, I have to forgive him even, like, I forgave him for me. Um, and so that so was the. more closure. Yeah. The yeah, best that's, thing. in mm-hmm. your video you said I forgave him and let it go. Yeah. Like, yeah. put it down. Yeah. And I was, like exactly mm-hmm. he's like talk, yeah. keep, that's you're just watering a dead plant mm-hmm. it's right. like for what yeah yeah so, but I think if I if I didn't do that I just would be like I, maybe still gotten through you know and come out on the other side fine but I yeah I, I would still be carrying that and and I I wanted to break that cycle as well like you know for for my daughter for myself you're um, a whole new person without yeah. that you yeah. know yeah Amazing. So, are you looking for a new father for your daughter? What? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he is so wild. I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for Obviously Robbie behind the camera. Not for either of you, but what? She doesn't care about that. And mm. like, her, have you dated seriously though? Since oh then? yeah, you know. And I thought I did. I thought because I was still kind of stuck in this sort of creating a family like, unit for my daughter, thinking, like, we needed that. Right. But I don't know. Like, so it took me, like, a couple years before I could start dating again. And once I did, I found, like, this awesome guy, and we were together for four years. I'm like, oh, this is it. But then, like, over time, I started – he was a a good guy, but just not for me and not – couldn't really – hit. he couldn't, like, really match me on, like, an emotional level. He just, like, was, like – Maybe had some kind of block. I don't know. But um, I just, there was just, like, a lot of things, really. But we parted, like, fine. Like, we, you know, we were cool and everything. But, um, yeah, I just realized through that, like, this is not what I want for me or Selena. Because I felt like I was changing myself to fit his lifestyle. I felt like I wasn't really being myself. And he was, like, adding to that. I just felt like... I was just living for him. And not well, for and I, when you were speaking earlier about, like, when you were first getting into your situation and you kind of, like, let down the things that you, like, you no longer had a job and you couldn't have mm-hmm. a job because he didn't want you to have a job, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that just goes along with, like, that, this theme. And I've had a few conversations as of recent with people being like, you know, what is it about this person that just, like, makes me, like, drop everything else like, all my values, all these things, or, like, mm-hmm. maybe change or accept certain things, like, for the person for that time being, like, what it is about that. And it's just, like, the comfortability. But then when you talk about comfortability, it's, like, 
but I'm actually making myself uncomfortable because like I'm dropping mm. the things that like I want to do for myself. And, yeah, like, your all bare stuff. minimum changes. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's like, like, wait a second, <laughs> hold up, what just happened there? But you yeah. don't realize it in the moment, and I feel like, you know, sometimes. Um, just as far as like being a person who's like very open, like, you know, there's really nothing for me that's like closed off with my friends, my family. I'm, I mean, we, I just in general, I'm very open, mm-hmm. you know, and I think being open, sometimes people are like, oh, maybe you could like reel that in a little bit. And I'm yeah. like, well, no, like I'd rather honestly overshare because sometimes I don't realize everything seeing it myself, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to almost be like removed from the situation to be yeah. like holy shit what the fuck am mm-hmm. i doing yeah you know so well and if, if your focus is on like a family unit like you're you're like seeing it for that it's like oh like well this is good it's like stable and like consistent mm-hmm. and all of these things and it's like okay but you're not you yeah so and i don't right. think i was ever really happy either to be honest like it just wasn't it was just like medium yeah yeah and, like, yeah, just, like, lots of things, really. I don't know. Yeah, um, you're, like, just like, not uh, it. Yeah, he just wasn't for me. <laughs> and that's okay. That's, yeah. like, the yeah. worst. Not the worst, but we're just talking about this, basically. It's, like, when you know that someone isn't for you, but they're, like, a good person. And, like, mm-hmm. you're, like, I love them, like, yeah. as a person. And I want mm-hmm. them to ha- be happy and live a fun, yeah. good life. Mm-hmm. But maybe just not, not with, with me. me. <laughs> <laughs> or exactly. maybe not all the way well, with me I was yeah, the say, way that they want. Correct. Because mm-hmm. I think part of that reason, and I know I struggle with this a lot, is because like I'm like, I have so much love and care for this person, but like I just don't see it. I don't know whether it's romantically, whether they're not on like my same level of emotional intelligence, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Uh, it could be so many different things. But then to your point, like you don't do anything about it. But yeah. Because part of you is like, oh, well, like, girls all the time. I wish we could just be friends. Like, it's like, well, some guys are going to be like, hell no. Like, I don't want to have anything to fucking do with you. And you're like, well, I care and love about you so much. Like, I don't want you out of my life. Well, you just have to take the L. You just have. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to do it. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to do it. So are you not looking for any? Like, is there a certain guy you are looking for? You just don't want anyone at all. I don't want anyone at all. I mean, and t- <laughs> I to be Cold honest. blooded. Yeah. Well, no, it's just because I know what I have to offer and I just, I'm not willing to budge on that at all anymore. And that stemmed from not my ex of four years, but soon after him, I found, I started dating this other guy who I'm like, like we were, we fell in love fast. Like he was just. I thought too good to be true. And he was. <laughs> um, <laughs> Turns out um, I was right. <laughs> he was just like, if you saw this guy, you would be like, like, he's good looking. He's got his shit together. He's got his own life. And that was a big thing for me too. Like, I don't want somebody underneath me all the time. Like, you have your life. I have mine. Like, then whatever. Yes. We come together and. Then there's oh, a fine. third life. Yeah. But the one share. life and the two life yeah. need to exist. Yes. What Not was his depending on each other. Hmm? What was his uh oh? You said he was, he seemed perfect. What was his uh-oh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, well, how much more time do we have? <laughs> he and I'm not really only like really my close friends and family know this. But I'm like, okay, well, be <laughs> careful because we are on a podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Justin likes tea, but I'm uh, protector. Uh, well, 
I won't say names, obviously. Yeah, no names. Give him a nickname. He ended up living like a dark, like double life. Like he was a serial cheater, um, sex addiction, porn addiction, all the things. And I just, it just shattered my heart because, I mean, we were talking about, you know, possibly getting engaged. There were talks of him adopting my daughter. He was halfway moving into my house when I found out all the things. How do you find it? Yeah. How'd you find this out? Okay. So we were, hold on first. (laughs) Mara just said, I want, Justin no, wants to tea. No, because I want to know how Justin she it Justin over here out. wants the tea. <laughs> I was not going to ask a follow-up question. It's okay. Mara! Well, because... I, Mara my, asked for the tea, but go on. With my ex, I found a crazy she, double yeah, life, too, and I was like, bro, what? Like, yeah. this is crazy, but... And, and what got me was that, at least with my, my other... and my other relationships, I knew what kind of people they were. It was just, like, a matter of... How am I going to end this or get out of this um, eventually? So, yeah, he just, it was just like a total just betrayal. I had never felt pain like that ever, ever in my life. And so, um, anyway, (laughs) I found out we were down, um, down the shore and we had gone out that night and I fell asleep first. We were on the couch and woke up, and he was passed out, but he had his finger on his phone. But by that time, I was already, I'm not the type of person that needs to see your shit. Like, I don't need passwords. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. operate that way, but I was already having feelings. Like, yeah, he was showing me things. Third eye knowing. Yes. He was showing me things that I wasn't really addressing. I was just taking mental notes yeah. and, like, you know, right now it's not like I'm not going to bring this up because it's just, he's just going to deny it and it's going to just be like a right. a meaningless argument. And so even though I knew I was right in my feelings. And so I thought to myself, okay, do I take the phone? Do I prove myself? I wanted to prove myself wrong because I don't yeah. want to believe that he was capable of hurting me that way. And I thought maybe the feelings I was having could have been because of like my past. Maybe right. I'm just having right. these right. Like weird yeah. things. Yeah. And so I take the phone and yeah, I started it, it took me, so I opened up his Instagram. I wasn't aware that he was on, like, Snapchat and all the other things. Um, so I started scrolling through, like, his messages. And it took me probably, I don't know, three good scrolls to finally see somebody that he actually knows, like, a, a normal person. It was just all, like, porn oh, stars, no just, like, random girls. And then I just happened to see a girl. And I'm like, let me just see what that conversation is. And it was them, you know pictures, videos, back and forth, like, um, and then I see the conversation shift to, that was so good, we should do it again, and I was like, what does that mean, so I'm like, I'm reading, reading, um, yeah, and that was like the, how I found out with the first one, but there were, there were more than just one girl, of course, um, and I woke him up and, you know, confronted him, he denied it, denied it, so then I started reading, because I took my phone, took screenshots, and so I was reading to him, but ultimately that ended up in us, I thought it was just like a once, like, you know, we hadn't been dating that long, but everything was happening so quickly, so I'm like, well, maybe this was his lifestyle, and he's trying to, like, but it didn't look like he was trying to stop, like, (laughs) it was just, like, on a daily basis, like what were his dms the porn stars were they going back and forth or was it just him saying i love him, you yeah like him trying to like start these conversations like some would like send like him reaching pictures yeah reaching crazy mm-hmm. reaching yeah like and stretch I'm like, dude, dude, it's like yeah it's kind of, like it's kind of when i see it as a big picture and like realize 
the shit that's like going on with him, it's kind of like pathetic, really. But anyway, he, um, I ended up kind of trying to forgive him. We went to therapy, all the things, oh, which was like his idea. So through therapy, that was going on for about six weeks. We were doing therapy together, and then I was doing therapy on my own, and he was supposed to also do therapy on his own, but he always had a reason for why he couldn't. Because our therapist, which I didn't know when I chose her, that she specialized in, um, like, uh, what's it called? Like, sex addiction and, like, trauma betrayal and things like that. And she noticed it right away and was like, well, I like, oh, almost everything. She's like, you should, you know, maybe see this person. I'll recommend you. And he always had a reason why he couldn't go to his sessions or, like, there's always an excuse. But he was also, like, walking the line. It looked like he was doing everything perfect. Right. Like, and there were things that had changed, like th- things he was doing differently with his time. And, I mean, the guy works a lot, so um, – but it was like he, you could, he was showing me he was really trying, but ultimately I found out the same way again the second time. Um, only this time um, he – we were at my – like in my house, and, and mind you, my daughter was gone visiting cousins uh, over the summer. She does it every summer, so I'm, like, really happy that she wasn't – exposed to any of this and so but it was just sad for her because when she left like we were happy and together when she came home right, we we're not and right. so but anyway I found out the second one um but only this time I took the phone went in my bathroom locked the door just like really took my time yeah. combing through yeah. everything to like really like get Give an idea like, the information how deep does this go and not, without like really any emotions and so I woke him up and then um confronted him again he denied it and then got mad at me for going through his phone so like I kicked, isn't that crazy yeah i kicked him out like five it was like 5 a.m still dark and in, in his underwear i was like get the <laughs> fuck out of my house did you take him in a fight you're done yeah you can take him out of my house yeah. um nobody's no yeah. woman's kicking me out in my underwear unless i'm scared physically yeah. of them. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, yeah, and but that ended up, you know, sending me on this crazy, like, depression and, like, journey of, like, really, like, of self-discovery and, yeah. like, just learning how to just love myself and then be with myself, like, being being okay with being alone and that, like, we don't, I don't need, like, if, if I meet somebody, great, I'm, I'm open to meeting people, but I'm not looking for it. And whoever I do end up spending time with is going to be somebody that just has to, like, add to my life. Somebody who is an addition, not somebody that, like, I need for, like, any, like, validation or, like, Yeah, like, you're, you want to invest yeah. your time, not spend it. Yeah, yeah. With so, another person. Mm-hmm. Well, also, when you start to, I think when you, when you start to date around a little bit and realize, like, what you truly have to offer to mm-hmm. other people, when they're not giving back to you, like... Equally, and again, like, over, like, the course of a relationship, like, there's going to be ebbs and flows, right, Mm -hmm. where, like, one person may be giving more or loving more than the other, and that's fine, it's understandable, it's the way of life, but, like, if you sit down and, like, truly are, like, okay, like, what are they providing me, like, to my values, to my Mm -hmm. life, like, if you don't have an answer for that, or it's taking you, like, a while to think... Mm -hmm. For what? Like, you're wasting that time and energy. Like, yeah. there's really no... And again, it doesn't have to be, like, hard feeling-wise. They could be a great person, but... Just not for you in that just, way. Yeah, and there's just, and that's, like... That's okay. There's right. a lot more to relationships. I always say this. Like, people are like, oh, well, like, I love him so much. A relationship is more than just love. Yeah. Like, period. Or, like, possessing a person. Like, yeah. you're mine. Like, right. Like, so, like... 
They need to be uh-huh. like your biggest fans. Yeah. Smooth transition here. How'd you get an only fans? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny. So they reached out to me for a partnership and sponsorship deal. Before my last fight last year, actually around this time. Um, Smart. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. job, OnlyFans. So they- <laughs> They're like, wait, hot and a oh. fighter and a fighter in and outside of oh, the stop it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but they um, are actually, they're trying very hard to rebrand um, themselves um, and to try to like reel it back to what OnlyFans was supposed to be in the beginning, I guess, before it turned into what it is now. Um, so I kind of wanted to be part of that and to bring something just maybe new new eyes and just maybe like something fresh to the platform. Um, what most people like, yes, there is a side to it that like, yeah, like I can like freely show like my sexy side. Yeah, you can like, be spicy yeah, if spicy, you're feeling spicy. <laughs> yeah, anything beyond that. And what's great about my fans is that they respect that. And I don't get people like that are pushy. They, or, like, expect know. something from yeah, you. Yeah, which is great. And it's more than that. Like, I get a lot of people who just, you know, want to just have somebody to talk to or, like, to tell their problems to or just, you know, have a normal conversation with someone. And I, uh, yeah, I think it's cool to just kind of, like, allow them to get to know me on, you know, a different level, different than what I show on Instagram. I mean, I do share a very personal part of my story and my life on Instagram, but... I don't really show like my personal day to day stuff. Like right. OnlyFans, I do that and give them sort of like a sneak peek for that. But um, it's been a great partnership so far. Like they, what? So what's your content like? Because you're dancing oh. around what your content is. She whatever she wants. And know, this is my oh, argument yeah, with well, everything. Spite- oh, because Mars, <laughs> people often tell Mars to be on OnlyFans. So every I'm curious day. what your content is. Is it? He wants to know if you're posing nude. Yep. No. Boom. No. So <laughs> you want to like. Okay, so I have, like, very spicy, like, lingerie stuff. But that's not what my page is about. My page is, like... Just you. Me. And then I have, like, once in a while, I'll show that. Well, you're a woman. Obviously, you're going to show that. Like, it's part of us. Like, why is that a bad thing? I'm trying to push it. So, Mara understands that she could do it, too. She doesn't have to get nude. I'm not trying to... I don't want to tell everyone to look at Jamie nude. I don't want to see anyone nude besides my girlfriend. I love her very much. I'm just trying to say... Because this is a constant thing that's on the show where people are like, just do OnlyFans, which I tell her. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to get naked. I don't want to see Mara naked for any reason. She's my sister, yeah. basically. I'm like, just do it and just take pictures of you putting plants up around your well, house or yeah. whatever the hell you do. Like, I just suggest, like, it doesn't even have to, like, that. Even bathing putting suits. Up, yeah, bathing suit, lingerie. Like, like, you could just, I mean, just well, looking. Well, she's posting it anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, you know, like, I'm, who's the asshole now? Because I just put my bikini picture on my story for free dollars and free cents. <laughs> yeah, I could have made, like, five dollars, maybe. People get excited and pay for something like that because they're getting something special or different that they're not going to get anywhere else. Well, and it's like, like access. Oh, I can see this. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I get this. Like, you know, I, it's funny because I actually had a guy tell me that, um, he could no longer purchase. And it was just like my, like lingerie stuff. And he's yeah. like, he's like, Jamie, I'm really sorry. I just watched your documentary. He's like, I can no longer like support you by like buying your pay-per-views because I don't, I just can't see you that way anymore. I was like, I respect that. That was like a first for me. Huh. Um, but, I mean, I, re- I respect it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's still very much, like, around. Like, we still talk. And, Isn't like, it funny when cool, guys like, give you, like, weird compliments like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, when I, I was, was younger, so like, I used to, like, always, right. like, sexy snap this one kid. And he would, like, screenshot it. And 
whatever. <laughs> he had like he had like all these like spicy ass pictures of me. And yeah. the one day he's like, dude, I had to delete like the folder of pictures of yeah. you because I think you're gonna get famous, and I don't want to have them if that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like. That is the nicest That's compliment the ever. That's nice. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a double compliment. I feel That's though, good. like, isn't a big part of OnlyFans, like, I, I've i heard people who have it talk about it a lot, where, like, the biggest thing is really, like, the communication with the people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a line. You having, uh, this girl I know, like, had somebody managing her communication, but I was like, well, but then mm-hmm. doesn't that, like, take away from, like, your personal touch with them kind yeah. of thing? You know, like, don't they know that that's not actually you talking back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess, I mean, obviously, no, there's people some don't people know. who, like, fucking blow the hell up and, like... Well, that's what I'm saying. Their intention is probably different. Like, her intention yeah. is to show the opposite side of OnlyFans. Right. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, you're valuing connection rather yeah. than, like... Yeah showing off or just like yeah, yeah, being like something to be consumed like mm-hmm. you are looking to connect rather yeah. than be consumed yeah whereas yeah, a lot exactly. of girls like who do have someone who manages it it's like they're they want to be consumed rather than yeah. connect you know yeah. yeah so the like i i've seen that and i've had so many agencies reach out to me they're like oh you could we can help you get to these numbers and it's really not that about like the money for me like i do well for like what i offer and i'm okay with that like yeah. i'm sure i could be making a lot of money um if i were to offer what a lot of these girls are offering and more power to them it's just not not who i am um but it's like yeah that whole i've had like people reach out to me saying like is this they've asked me like is this really you i'm like well yeah like what do you mean but that's how i learned about like people actually really did do that and um there are some other girls that i follow that have like people managing their stuff um so sometimes I get like these, like I guess from like mass uh, inbox messages where I'm just like, that's kind of weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a most but popular picture on there? Um, I'm sure I do, but I wouldn't know what it is. I don't know how to. How much is the most you've ever made off of like a day of OnlyFans or a day? Posts? I don't know, but um, I mean, I I kind of like go by my months. I check my months. So like a good month for me. Would be like I don't know, like four thousand. Oh, okay. What OnlyFans? Mm-hmm. And Dude, that's not even more. That's nothing. And that's, and that's not the even fuck no out there and, and go play some pictures. Not to say that's nothing because <laughs> no, that's a lot. I know, yeah. but not some. I know, there's so. this one girl in Philly, and she literally is a comedian, and she wears Phillies jerseys, Flyers jerseys, Eagles jerseys, whatever the vibe is for the day, and she just like shoots the shit. Like she doesn't even take like crazy. She's legit, just like. Probably looks like a big tee and underwear on her. Yes. Like and she has like 20K months. Yeah. For, 20K. Some, for some, research yeah. purposes, who is this woman? Uh, if you want to have her on the show, just say the word and we can. Word. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it that is like. That's me not doing. A, she's chilling. That's the yeah. bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. I get it. You have a daughter. I understand. I'm yeah. just curious. Like, right, I'm right, trying right. To, Trying to get more some money so I can maybe she can help me pay for the <laughs> yeah. podcast. It's expensive. So and honestly, I really appreciate that because I was at a when they reached out to me, I was going through it just right. like having a hard time just because I, I had two ACL surgeries on the mm. same knee, and my second one was back in twenty twenty one, and I like had because of the way my knee tore, I tore my meniscus as well. So same. when my meniscus tore, my knee joint was locked in place. So it was, like, really painful. So it was, like, two weeks I was bedridden. So I, like, I couldn't train my clients. Like, I couldn't work. I, I couldn't do anything. So I, like. And you're a free agent, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I, and then I, like, drained all my savings because I couldn't, I can't fucking do anything. And then I had surgery. So that was, like, 
more time off. And um, I was having a really hard time. And so, like, when they um, reached out to me, that was, like, a a big turning point because it was, like, oh, like, I can actually have, like, something coming in. Um, But, yeah, it it helped me a lot to, like, and then they, you know, um, with, like, the sponsorships and stuff, too, that was, yeah, awesome. You said you're flying somewhere for work tomorrow. You don't have to say specifically what your job is. Do you have a nine to five, or are you flying for OnlyFans? Neither. Fighting? <laughs> She's a multifaceted <laughs> woman. I'm just kidding. I am lots no, of avenues. So I or did you just lie about that? No, no, no. I'm you're under a- <laughs> <laughs> No, my daughter's coming with me. We're flying to Dallas, so I also work with a uh, stem cell company um, oh. who happened to sponsor me. And but I've over time we just I. Started a, um, I'm now like partnered with them and um, help on like the sales referral side of things. And so I'm flying out to Dallas tomorrow with them and we'll be filming for two days of like this, like broadcasting about uh, stem cells. There'll be like an educational side of it, but then they'll also be, um, I'm helping them host it. So we'll have like other athletes there and people who have um, uh, gotten stem cells from the company and like how it's impacted them and they sh- they're going to share their stories and stuff. So that. that sounds interesting. Yeah. So Carrie, you got a question? Um, Marissa, Carrie, here with it. Mar, we're coming for a moment after the Carrie question. Okay. <laughs> do you have well, one? Justin, you used most of my questions during the podcast. Uh, so. I didn't. There was one that you're I left such here. a good co-host. Uh, <laughs> do you know that? I, I agree. Do, do you know what it's like co-hosting with Mar? It's like pulling fucking teeth. I'm like every week I go to Mar. I'm like. I'll give Mara Mara a moment where she can talk about whatever she wants. Find your voice. Be a be a butterfly. Fly away. Flap flap your wings. And she goes, mm, "Don't have it." Oh, <laughs> I have it. You just don't like them sometimes. Go ahead, Mara moment. You go first. Yesterday, I found about two hundred dollars worth of plants for free, and I'm convinced it's Marijuana? because no, no. Uh-huh. house plants. <laughs> I'm a big house plant girly, no and I, I was gonna. I like whenever I'm unwell. I will retail therapy my way out of it, but I usually stay at the dollar store or yeah. like five below or a plant store because I'm like, I okay, plants. I can really pop off, but like mm-hmm. keep it low budget also. Yeah. yeah. So I was like going to go to Lowe's yesterday because I was like, oh, like I want to fix it myself right now. <laughs> so I'm going to go get some plants. And I went to Lowe's and then I was like about mm-hmm. to get out of the car and go in there. And I was like, no you're not doing this today like you aren't spending the money and so i went home and when i got home there were all these free plants outside my what? house yes and so i always say that so i'm a hard to be a pretty in pink I love and i and That's one of the, the plants universe. was pink one of the plants is pink and so i'm like bruh i'm a fairy and you, don't, you don't know where they came from there's no, a there's plant like a place plant that is across it's not even a plant store like you can't go there and buy plants but like mm-hmm. right, right. The Comcast Center or, like, City Hall, if they need plants for, like, outside, mm-hmm. like, Big Daddy ones, you know, or, yeah. like, to fill, like, a huge planter the size mm-hmm. of this table, they'll call this place. So this place sometimes just has overflow, and then they'll just put it outside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, my, girl, like, my girl loves plants, too. If you any extra plants, I know. Somewhere. I was like, I that's it. because I didn't, like, yeah. fold for myself, I feel like. You know, it was like, yeah. okay. You completed the task. Mm-hmm. Here's you your go. reward. Yes, I love that. <laughs> My girl loves plants too. If you have any extra ones, Carrie, no, you got did. a question? When's your next fight? Well, I haven't really announced this yet, but I, I think go. I'm actually reti- I'm retiring 
Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think if I if I do fight again, it'll just be I don't know. I don't know when, but it'll just be like probably just like a one a one off right for fun. just for fun yeah yeah i am i'm gonna focus on jujitsu so um, just because like i still want to compete okay, yeah nice. so but i just realized um actually i was supposed to fight back in march and i tore my meniscus again oh, and on it was knee. on a, just a partial tear so i'm like i i i don't know i was like i can't go through another sur- i just can't do another surgery recovery. so and I was in a lot of pain. It was one week before my fight, and I was still wanting to like oh my push God. and go through with it. And my coaches, like, I couldn't even walk. They're like, "What the fuck are you yeah. doing?" Like, that's you're like not- her. Yeah, like the day after mm-hmm. she, her, all of her shit exploded. Yeah, I'm like driving her around. Like this, she's like can't like just laying on the ground basically for like hours on end. And she's like, the next day, the next day. Can you take me to the gym? No. <laughs> no, I can't. She's like, well, I have another leg, and I can use my arm. I literally, yeah. I crutched into the gym. Like, people like, mm. can't be, people will be like, what are you doing here? Like, why? Yeah. I'm you like, know? this and is I'm like, a mental play. illness also. Yeah. <laughs> Just but so we're clear. Like, Just makes you better looking. Like, <laughs> it's the best like, kind of mental illness. You think that it's a mental illness, but, like, being there helps me mentally. Like, if I was not in the gym through my recovery, like, I honestly. I no, through your recovery is, but I'm saying the next day where it was like, no, I need to get there right now. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. this is yeah. Not, I was not on, well. Like, so I was on Team well. R and then I went to Team Marissa yeah. I went right back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah the next day. On, chill, bro. Like, no, that's a lie, actually, because the next day I went on a date and Mara took me there. Oh, that is true. <laughs> Did she sit in the <laughs> car and wait for you? No, I had to go on a date, too, and I was shroomed out on the date. Why did she have to go on the date? Did she carry you in? It was a double date. No, no, I made her rent a a scooter. I made the men rent her a scooter. I like how you said I made her, and then you're like, actually, I made the fucking dumb guys. (laughs) The men had to do it. Yeah, we went to Longwood Gardens. It was such a fun day. The day after I tore my ACL, you know, like, I'm not fucking sitting home. Like, take me out. Well, she was talking to this guy for, like, what, um, like at least yeah for a couple months prior and he was flying in that friday and that friday and he missed his flight so we instead of going to the airport we went to the gym and then that's that's when her thing happened so i'm like red flag (laughs) i'm like someone's trying to shut this down already and then the next day we were they were supposed to go on a date and She's going on the date, so I had to go on the like, date too. <laughs> so did like, you just find a random guy like, hey, you no, want to come he hang had out? a friend, uh, was which was like, friend. this guy was like, perfect for Mark. Yeah, it really was. It was like the whole I was situation like, that happened. What's was, going on here? Yeah, <laughs> this, is a, this is a conspiracy. <laughs> it was, really but then weird. we were on mushrooms the whole time too. So this guy, like, he was bald and he was giving me Aladdin vibes while I was tripping. Aladdin? Yeah, and I had to like go on this double he date basically. Yeah. Like Aladdin. Yeah, he looks nothing like Aladdin, but he was giving he Aladdin. Looks a little bit more like Johnson. I do look like everybody, Mr. Everybody. I knew you were going to like that one. <laughs> they were really he cool was a people, plant but daddy. Yeah. He, then- yeah, he was all the things. Like he like was tatted up, weird as fuck. Yeah. Loved that I was that. on the podcast, which most guys will give me no. shit. Mm-hmm. And he was a plant daddy. For yeah. 20 friendly, all the things. It just oh, wasn't it for me at the great. same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I pretended for that day that it, yeah. it could be. Maybe. Yeah, you did. <laughs> ah, you pretended for a little while because you were, I mean, not really pretending. You chatted a little after the fact. All right, we'll get over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's bring it up back. It's almost in the promotion aspect. But before we do the promotions, Jamie, if you had one thing to say to somebody 
in a domestic violence situation, what would it be? There's a camera in front of your face. Oh. You're talking to them. Too Beatrice. <laughs> Beatrice. Beatrice. That's the mo- don't Beatrice is Beatrice? Oh, is that the name of the camera? No. I made up a name. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. She gets, she gets it. it. Yeah. She gets yeah. it. I literally. Like, <laughs> after I got fucking hurt. So I got a little Um, Man. I would just say to to get help. To if, if you're going through it, that don't suffer in silence. Um, to reach out to somebody. Um, look for resources and... Don't wait until it's too late. There's help waiting for you, um, you know, family, friends. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say, like, one you day. You have options. Yeah, is, there's yeah. options. Like, you don't have to go through it, and you don't have to go through it alone. Um, there's hope on the other end of courage. Yeah. Learn a rear naked choke, because that was scary. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mara, let's go to the yeah. promotion aspect. You could talk in front of the camera and say what you want to promote. Um, I am promoting a Fairy Garden Mindset and the Love and Then What podcast and INR Studios and... You look like a kid who's like in trouble right now. I do this too. I'm I'm like, and everyone at the table. And I love you. Yeah, and love. Thank you. Marissa, what do you got? Promoting me uh, and NFM Lending. If you ever are looking to buy a house, hit me up. Jamie? Oh, I didn't know I was promoting. Well, you yourself. don't. You can oh. promote yourself. You can She's promote promoting like, stem cells. Okay, yeah, yeah. promote myself. <laughs> uh, Women Against Abuse. So, Women Against Abuse is a non. Um, sorry, a nonprofit here in Philadelphia. It's a domestic violence service provider. Um, you know, I would say they offer a twenty-four hour hotline that you can call, and there's an advocate on the other end. So. Um, if you're in a situation or somebody you know, the hotline is a great resource to start with. Um, I'm also promoting stem cells. So since I'm going tomorrow <laughs> with uh, New Hope Regeneration, so check them out if you're interested in stem cells. Have you used them yourself? I have, yeah. Is that why you look so young? Probably part I of I knew that. there was some <laughs> size bullshit. There wasn't, part of it, it wasn't the moon in the sky no, that made her this way. she definitely has the moon in the sky on her side. Oh, for thank sure. Thank you. No, I mean, I'm just... It healed me. Did you look at your boobs and go, you know, I'm just <laughs> Her being, her whole existence, she's like, ah, My knee's down. good. They, they did their job. But, I mean, honestly, I think it's just, like, being active and just being healthy and taking care of yourself is how I, like, I don't know. And I never really carried on a skincare routine until kind of recently, so I think it's, like, starting to show. Well, it's we need it's to be showing. <laughs> yeah, it's Thanks. showing. The skin is skinning. Yeah, Aww, literally. Thank you. Well, I want to thank Mara for coming out. Check out Fairy Garden Mindset. She has shirts, clothes, mindset coaching. Check out Marissa if you want money for a house and you don't have it because I know I don't. Call Marissa. <laughs> at, at Justin, what? Shh, stop saying that. That, that I you don't. don't have money right now. I don't have money right now. <laughs> Obviously, I mean right now. I don't mean tomorrow. I can win the lottery That's if I That's what play. I'm saying. But I'm just saying. You have zero dollars in your bank account right now? No. I have so, some money. Period. Thank you. Get them. I would like to thank Jamie for rear naked choking the fuck out of me. If you want to. <laughs> I can't Do we wait need a for replay? that playback. Do we need to see it yes. again? Yes. Yes. All right, let's go. I started like twitching. <laughs> all right. Well, this camera's going off. She's going to beat me up again. Yeah. So thank you all again. Check out Iron Art Studios. Check out Love in the Web Podcast. That's what you're watching. And thank you. Subscribe. Like, whatever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> let's beat me up. Uh, yeah. Just-
second. I was like, I was like, let's get the old one before I.